Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers. Far and wide. Welcome in to episode number 195 of the TTL pod on this beautiful hump day, midweek, Wednesday of bets, also known as so you don't have to check your calendar for the first time here today, January the 5th in the year 2020. Two, we got one hell of a show to bring to you today. If you got a case of the midweek blues, you soon will no longer. But before we can cure those for you, please take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently ingesting the TTL pod on. If you are watching on YouTube, you might as well hit that notification bell over there as well so you never miss the start of a live show or any additional content dropping from the crew. Or if you're watching on one of our social media platforms, make sure you hit that like button, that follow button there in addition so you never miss any of our additional social media content. Or if you are listening to the TTL pod on your favorite podcast directory, make sure you hit that subscribe button there too if you have not already as we do release the audio of every episode after each live show at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time is complete. Next item up on the docket, while you're watching today's show, if you can be so kind to do so, you can find it in your heart, go ahead, hit that like button, leave us a comment, leave us a rating, jump on over yonder in the live chat if you are watching live, maybe hit that share button too. Send it on over to your brothers, sisters, moms, dads, aunts, uncles, friends, enemies, neighbors, people who live on the opposite side of the globe as you but you would refer to as a good old-fashioned ticket cash to degenerate because that's what we are here at the TTL pod and the TTL crew cannot thank you enough when you do all of those things because it only helped us make TTL sports media bigger and better for each and every one of you. Last, certainly not least, head on over to this episode's description where you will locate the Talk in the Line link tree. Within that link tree, you'll locate the TalkintheLine.com website. Hell, you can just go there too, but you can also find the TTL crew social platforms and all of our additional content in one convenient location so you can consume all of it however and whenever you please. Ladies and gentlemen and beautiful gambling people, Joining us for episode number 195 of the TTL pod once again on this beautiful Wednesday of bets, January 5th, 2022. I am your humbled, honored, hyped, and always handicapping host, Colton Captain Colt Sroka, and I can't thank you enough. Choosing to stop by, hang out with me and my partner, get some picks, get some plays, insights, analysis, dive into some rabbit holes along the way, and uh, who the hell knows what else um, might come along the path here, this proverbial podcast path. Now, 
We got one other guy that uh, we need here in our presence to help us walk down that path, if you will. Maybe stop to gaze at a rose or two, or, or maybe a lily here or there, or maybe there's a couple of squirrels running up the tree down the path. I don't know, but I need my partner here walking down that path with, with me, that particular ticket cashing path that I see out there in the distance, Pay Window City. So without further ado, help me welcome him in. You know him around these parts as the man. The myth, the degenerate gambling legend, and folks, please do not ever forget, around these parts, he is the TTL's resident South Sider. I am the North Sider, obviously, whatever, uh, obviously. And he is the TTL's resident cheese head himself, Mr. Riley, R. Mags, Magnuson. Partner, how you doing over there today, pal? My man, I am fantastic. That pay window is in sight tonight, and uh, you know we'll chat about it in a second. But boy, oh boy, do we need a bounce back? And I do feel it on the uh, on the horizon today, my friend. I'm doing fantastic over here. What about you, dude? I'm doing spectacular. You know how I am. No other way to be. Uh, T e r r i f i c. Even if I got to uh, shape my lips to say it. You know what? Let's just uh, say fuck it and get it right out of the way. Let's do it. Uh, you mentioned it. A uh, little bit of a wheel spinner, if you will, uh, yesterday. We hate these more, days. Sorry to cut you off. More like the uh, Ferris Bueller at the end of the movie when they're trying to wheel spin the, the speedometer backwards to uh, you know gain some miles back, uh, and then it falls off the uh, mm-hmm, you know the mm-hmm, you know whatever mm-hmm. the edge of that uh, you know whatever house was. So yeah, uh, you yeah. know just. Yeah. Giving everyone a visual on that one. 100%. 100%. Uh, yeah, big time. Uh, the books got us yesterday. No yeah. question about it. Um, we'll talk about them, but we never hide them from you. Uh, in this game, we play this game of rambling and gambling. You're going to have days like this from time to time. The whole goal is to mitigate them as uh, little as possible and also manage your bankroll, as we always talk about. So be who you can afford to be. You can get through days like this, have mind of goldfish, and then get right into the next day. But... I'm not skipping around it. I promise I'm not throwing fluff words in here just to try and avoid it because without further ado, now behind us, TTL Cruise Best Bets of the Day from January the 4th in the year 2022. <laughs> I apologize if you bet us all the way across the board. Uh, myself and my partner combined, uh, Colt and R. Mags go two and six on the day. Absolutely disgusting. Uh, incredibly sorry, my friends. Uh, as for me, Akron Moneyline, I don't know why it was doing the movement it was doing if they were going to get clapped in that fashion. I also don't know what business Western Michigan had been as two-and-a-half-point dogs if it was going to be in that fashion, uh, especially after being double-digit dogs in multiple games prior. Made no sense, just reading lines, reading market, and uh, obviously didn't work last night. Texas A&M uh, clapped the dogs for... 38, 39 minutes of that game and then came down to them having to hit a three to win by two. So that really sucked. Uh, hey, LSU, the one that I was right about. There you go. There you Damn. have it. Uh, that was tried wonderful. Tried to mess around with that one, uh, too. <laughs> tried to mess around in the uh, start of the second half and fuck us there, but glad they didn't. And then Providence. Um, I'm st- I'm not worried about Ed Cooley and the boys. No. Um, I've, I've tried to back Marquette and Shaka multiple times in that spot this year. We know what's happened if you've been following us. It's one of those one-off games for Providence. Ed Cooley and the boys are going to come back. They're going to be fine. But 32 damn point loss. Ooh. Holy hell. Partner, I know you got a little extra to say. Uh, I'll let you have the floor to talk about your plays and uh, whatever else you got to get off your chest here before we get on with it. 
Yeah, a little bit about my plays. Uh, first of all, before I uh, mention what you were kind of alluding to, Cavs minus three. I still would probably play that play. The Grizzlies off a of back-to-back against a really sure. good defensive team. I'm still, sure. I think I'm going to make a statement and say pull the reins back on the Cavs a little bit. Losing Ricky Rubio, uh, they still showed that they, they had, it was a close game. I mean, it wasn't yeah. uh, like they got their ass kicked. But I don't think they're the wagon ATS and, uh, you know, even straight up at some points that they were, uh, you know, November and December. Uh, I think they can still cover some spreads, but I think maybe be a little tentative, see how the next week or two plays out with the Cavs before you start hammering any bets on them. But as far as college basketball partner, mm. I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, and I know this would not have, I'm not necessarily saying this about yesterday's plays or changing anything about today's plays necessarily. We mentioned these uh, home field advantage, home court advantages in college basketball, and right now a lot of students around the country yeah. are on Christmas break. Yeah, nine and twenty-two ATS were home teams in college basketball yesterday, partner. Nine and twenty-two ATS. Yeah, and like yeah. I said, this yeah. would not have changed my pick, but yeah. Butler plus three and a half. I pop open that game uh, again. It wasn't <laughs> why like I made six, this pick. It was like sixty percent capacity. <laughs> one of the best home court advantages in the damn country. I'm like, what? What happened? Yeah, did, did they lose yeah. half their fan base? And I'm like, wait, it's still early January. Being out of college, I totally. I, I was I, the I one. I mentioned off. a couple weeks ago. I was the Go one ahead. off in college. I always stayed around, so I would have been at a game like that. I always right. stayed at like the apartment right. or wherever I was living over the summer right. or winter break. I never really went home, maybe for like one of the days, but then I'd come right back. So yeah. Right. You th- go again, back and you think about it. All the ca- all the kids are gone. They what, right. the, what the hell is it? Billy Sue and Bobby Joe down the corner, and they're going to bring right. Sally and, exactly. and cousin Jeff along with them too. Like ah, and and I mentioned today, like that doesn't make us. Say, oh, we got to take all the away teams today. That's not at all what Ooh. I'm saying either. Ooh. It's just you know, kind of take a microscope and maybe some of these. Uh, if you see a line that's looks like a home court team is being respected Mm. maybe decide if it's you know because of something else Mm. or because maybe you might think it's because of home court advantage so i don't know man 9 and 22 though what a brutal day for home ats teams I like that you said that, actually, because I got two uh, teams playing on the road today for two mm-hmm. of my three best bets of the day that are playing a couple teams that I think are a little bit uh, over overvalued there on their home hardwood. And then uh, I got one that's actually on their home hardwood that uh, I really, really like. That, uh, Same. I got one and one. Into there. So ways. there you go. There you, oh, yeah. I, I like yours, too. That's on their home hardwood. So there you go. Um, it's not just the crew. Moneyline dice as well. Uh, Pacers Moneyline. Go Pacers! <laughs> I'll shave my head and paint it. <laughs> uh, not good at all. No. Uh, the dice apologize, Mr. Uh, Kevin. I think it was Keith. Keith, Keith. Uh, yeah, Keith, Keith Wright Jr., oh. I believe it was. Uh, I, either he didn't way, say Keith, he was switching his pick, though. So. Oh, no, no. He Hey, he, he sat right in his chair, and he gave the dice <laughs> the middle finger right back. He said, dice, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Right. Clearly they didn't because they didn't get to the pay window. Speaking of not getting to the pay window... Another ticket for the crew. I promise, Wednesday's going to be better. Just oh. relax, everybody. It's okay. One of these days rolls around every once in a while in this game. Like I said, Rutgers, easy money cash, plus four. Uh, I think the fab vibe is out of Michigan. Ugh. And uh, for the time being, it'll come back some point in time, I think. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I but uh, Jiminy yeah. Christmas, that was crazy. I tried to tell you, partner, uh, not not yeah. smashing you or anything. I tried to tell you FSU. Yeah, not not to say Wake Forest is a fucking wagon or anything, but FSU just is not that team on the road. No. I don't know why. Oh, it was so bad. so I, if anything, if anything, my friends, instead of, you know, maybe other guys would toss up their picks and say, oh, shit, one and four. Okay, see you later. Sorry, no, okay, we got to go back to the main screen. <laughs> We're talking through each one of them in yeah. – 
was this actually the wrong side? Yeah, in this spot, it was the wrong side. In this spot, no, it actually wasn't the wrong side. We just got fucking stiffed in right. this spot. Or, oh, hey, and partner mentioned the home court advantage. We take the opportunity to do this as to we can all learn. We can become better right. betters. We don't just throw it under the rug and say, oh, well, let's fucking shoot at this bad boy again. I mean, right. we kind of do. Mind a goldfish, but a little bit different. Little <laughs> little value aspect for you, if you will. Right, because look at the two for Tuesday parlay. Two of those teams are two of, uh, well, the team that covered in Florida State, that's two of the nine teams that covered at home yeah, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. You look at Rutgers, Rutgers actually had a solid uh, court advantage, but I think the two losing sides, the road teams, as opposed to just a nice home court advantage, those were just two teams that yeah. are really struggling on the road. And, you know, kind of going back to one of my plays, that's one of the teams on the road that I'm fading against today, so. 100%. So there you go. There you have it. We'll never hide from it. The days are going to happen, but uh, we ask you not to judge us by these days because we have so few. It's back to ticket cash, and it's back to running tickets straight to the pay motherfucking window. It's straight back to filling the bankroll with nothing but Benjamins. We have five best bets coming today. Two from my partner, three from me. Uh, then we got the Wednesday Warriors. So all in told, we will have six straight plays for you here within the next uh, half hour to 45 minutes or so. And then we will also have the Wednesday Parlay pop-off three-legger banger featuring the Wednesday Warrior, one of our max picks, and one of my picks. We got that bad boy up to plus 572 odds last time I checked on that. So be sure you stay tuned, uh, lock in all of those legs, get the uh, little bit of extra juice here for the Wednesday parlay pop-off. We'll recap all of Wednesday's best bets, yada, yada, yada. Then uh, we'll bring in the Moneyline Dice. Uh, actually, shout out the Moneyline Dice. Uh, getting a little bit of merch sent to the uh, oh, TTL okay. crew. I nice. might have I might have mentioned I was going to be doing a little something, something. We had a little conversation. Shout out to our good friends over at the Moneyline Dice. Let's go. Maybe, maybe not. Soon you know your hostess with the mostest that always has a lid perched on top of his dome. Who's to say? Who's to say? Who's to know? Maybe we have some teas along there as well. Who who knows what's coming along, what's going on, but uh, maybe just so you know. But the Moneyline Dice are live on set, ready to rock and roll. You got to stick around today for the segment to actually uh, find out who uh, they're rolling with. But I will tell you, it's a CBB team that I bet on a lot. SoCon matchup. And uh, I need to stay the hell away. Dice mm-hmm. need to tell me what I need to do. Uh, do you have something there, partner? Oh, no. As far as hats are concerned, I think we got to be, if I'm ever being sent hats, we got to be real careful with my giant, giant uh-huh. noggin over uh-huh. here so uh-huh. that I actually uh-huh. get a hat that I can, you know, make the hat look nice right, as right, opposed right, right, to, right. you know, I can make a, I can make a hat. The, I'm one of a few people that makes oh. a hat look real bad along with myself. Ooh. So uh, that's why you don't typically see too many hats on uh, perched on my old dome over here. It's a big Ooh. one. Well, if you look funny, maybe it just uh-huh. does the almost exact same thing, you know? More people stop by because they see this goofy old where they scroll uh, through the timeline no, and see no. this big old goofy head uh, with a hat so. on it. I, I mean, so. hey, <laughs> who knows? Maybe it'll bump up the ratings. What do you know? Who I guess knows we'll about give it a it? shot, hey, hey, we'll see. Who knows? Uh, as per usual, my friends, if you got anything, any questions uh, about any games, uh, anything in general we're not covering, drop them in the comments. We'll be more than happy to answer it live on the show uh, during any point in the show. We ain't got to wait. Uh, that's 
that's kind of the beauty of what we do here at the TTL pod. Um, hell, it ain't even got to be about a show. It can be about or uh, about the doggone uh, about a doggone game. It can be about the show. It can be about my favorite color. It can be Mag's girlfriend's favorite color. It can be about whatever the hell you want it to be about. We want to connect with you. Don't Jump on in the question. live chat. Probably don't ask that question. He don't fucking know right now. That's not good at all whatsoever. But hey, we'll gloss over that. Uh, outside of that, you want to you want anything answered from the crew? Drop drop it in there. But for now. One final pit stop we must make before we get on into it. But before we do, partner, anything from uh, your side of the screen? Any late breaking news, announcements? Hey, I'm going skydiving next week. Anything? Uh, no. You got to <laughs> Definitely not that. <laughs> okay. Definitely not sure. that. We haven't talked about it. Uh, and we'll talk, sure. save it for the end of the show. Uh, Derrick Henry trying to make a playoff appearance Damn. here for the Titans. Yes, he uh, is. Joe Mixon text, tested positive for COVID. Not sure as far as. Damn uh, you, COVID! Yeah, he's gonna be out on Sunday against the Browns, uh, which I think they'll be fine. No Baker, and they just uh, they need a lock up a win to keep their seating. So uh, we'll see how that plays out. Fuck the way Baker's playing, I almost like the Browns better Honestly, without yeah. Baker for crying yeah. out loud. Because Case Keenum can get it done. I mean, I Brian, agree. Too many Christmas. I agree. Still a bad matchup though. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Hey, go Bengals! Cash that AFC North ticket, baby. Plus two thirty. About four weeks ago, locked that. Three weeks ago, locked that bad boy in. But. We'll get into all of that uh, second half of the show, talk some nonsense, yada, yada, yada. But for now, everyone, I ask that you grab your mugs and lift them in your hands. Time for the Daily Cheers. To me, to you over there, good sir, and all you beautiful people sipping the black elixir of the guys on this gorgeous Wednesday of bets. Take your sip. I'll be right back. Whoa! That's a two-sipper. Sorry, folks. Whoa, maybe three. Mmm! Okay, holy shit. <laughs> Episode number 195 of the TTL pod. That is a hell of a cup of joe. What do you got, pal? <laughs> I just had a friend text me, would you be open to AB going to the pack? And I fucking... Huh, that's interesting. Uh, maybe... Fuck no. Nah, I mean, hey, I mean, not that, not with the baggage, but the player, Antonio oh, Brown, well, most definitely. No question course. about it. But For sure. But we'll get into all yeah. of that in the second half of the show. <laughs> Who knows? We'll definitely get into rabbit holes here throughout the first half. But for now, stop the nonsense, quit the drama, and cut the banter. You could go to every other sports media outlet. Get You come to the TTL pod for the Stone Cold Locks, Picks, Insights, Analysis. Granted, diving into the occasional rabbit hole along the way. But most importantly, running tickets to the pay window with the TTL crew all day and night long. So without further ado, my friends, it's time to get into the first segment of the day. Our mag's best bets of the day. I already told you he's got two coming at you. Both are located on the college basketball hardwood. I'm very interested as to what type of insights analysis he's got to drop down for us here today. So, my friends, turn that volume way on up. Partner, let it rip. Let him have it. And as always, you have the floor. All righty, my man. I appreciate you. So this one is going to be interesting. Uh, caught this one at a different number. It has since moved up. I am talking about Oof. Texas Tech and Oof. Iowa State. This one is in Ames, Iowa, Iowa State home court. I caught this one at Texas Tech plus two and a half. I am fading the... Uh, I'm fading the public. I'm fading the money. Um, but actually, since this line has moved up, it has since moved to plus four. four. I do believe that line movement may be because of Texas Tech's leading scorer, Terrence Shannon, could be out of this one. 14-point uh, scorer, though, partner. Is, they have three other guys. What's that? He is out for sure. He's officially out, yeah. Okay. So 14-point scorer. He's a good player. Actually, Chicago native. Shout out. My, uh, Shout you out. Know, uh, you know, came, uh, used to live in my old neck of the woods in Chicago. Nonetheless, uh, he is out of here, but they do have three other guys that are double digit scores and Terrence Shannon, 
14 point scorer. He's a really good player, but not like he's a 20 point scorer and their offense solely relies on him. I actually think the ball could be moving around a little bit nicer on offense here. Uh, but the defenses for these teams have been the story so far, partner, both in the top 10 of adjusted defensive efficiency. Uh, and as far as AOE, adjusted offensive efficiency, you got Texas Tech 44 and Iowa State all the way down at 133. So I actually think, uh, as far as I think, A, with Terrence Shannon and even without, I think Texas Tech is as good, if not better, than Iowa State. And I think we're going to see some big regression from Iowa State coming here. Uh, Iowa State's coming in as the number 11 team in the country, despite being ranked 39th on Ken Palm. Uh, Texas Tech, 25th in the nation, ranked uh, a little bit better than that uh, as far as Ken Palm as well. So uh, Texas Tech... According to Kempom, is actually the better team. Uh, but I mentioned defense uh, defensively here. Turnovers per, per, per possession, excuse me, uh, on offense have been bad for Texas Tech this year. Uh, that is one thing I'm seeing people pick off a lot. They're 238th in the country in turnovers per possession. I think we're going to see some positive regression as far as that is concerned. They've been sloppy. They were 32nd in the country last year, partner. So this is a massive drop-off for a pretty similar team. Hmm. And so I think they're going to clean it up. And, uh, you know, starting yeah, as it started here, this is their first Big 12 game, I do believe, unless they played one earlier on in the month. Uh, but as far as the last five games, they have not played any Big 12 opponents. So I'm counting this as their Big 12 kickoff here but i do believe they do have the rebounding advantage as well even without taryn shannon here he is a uh you know kind of a small forward type player 76 uh defensively rebounds per game is texas tech 27th on offense uh so really good offensive rebounding team compare that to iowa state 176 on defense 123 on offense so I really think they actually have a nice matchup here, but I'm really picking off on some big regression here. I kept seeing a lot of people say, no, they've shot, they've outshot a lot of these teams that they've beaten. Um, but with this team that they have, I think that's, uh, you know, part of the regression that I'm picking off here is going to be some shooting regression starting here in their Big 12. Uh, coming off of a tough loss to Baylor, that is a hard fought loss, five point loss to Baylor on their home court uh, just a few days ago. But as far as being about, it's I don't see it as much of a bounce back spot because that was, you know, they were losing by double digits a lot in that game, kind of made a scrappy late push. And I see that as kind of a hard fought, maybe a little fatigue in this one coming up against another really tough Texas Tech opponent. Uh, and Texas Tech has not been tested the last couple games they've had a couple nice buy games got some nice 20 30 point wins so they're kind of cruising right now but the other big thing partner texas tech has won and covered the last five meetings between these two teams and has won each of the last four meetings by at least 20 points they have dominated this matchup over the last five years and it hasn't been even remotely close um, so I'm not saying they kick him in the teeth by 20 again tonight. I'm not saying that, but I do think they have a chance to get the outright win. Uh, love the plus four now that it's moved up to there, and it's actually getting a nice chunk of money coming in on that uh, plus four movement here, partner. It was a lot of right around 60% bets and money coming in on Iowa State before that movement. Uh, now I'm seeing 69% of money over there on uh, despite only 47% of bets. So still public side as far as bet percentages, Iowa State, but the big money splits coming in on Texas Tech now. So I do like that plus four. I'm happy with my plus two and a half as much as I'd obviously wish I would have waited and caught the plus four. Uh, so Texas Tech plus two and a half, plus four. I'm happy with that movement is my first best bet of the day. I'll lay down some trends to finish it out here. Texas Tech five and one ATS last six following an ATS loss. And Iowa State, 4-9, last 13 as a favorite and as a home favorite. Um, so I'm not exactly sure if all those 13s are all at home as a favorite or not. But either way, last 13 as a favorite, 4-9, last 13 as a home favorite, 4-9 ATS. 1-3-1 ATS last five following a straight-up loss and 3-10 and 
last 13 on Wednesday, my friend. So I'm going with the Red Raiders on this one. If you're concerned about the line movement, you think Iowa State is a wagon, I totally understand, but I'm happy uh, taking the points here with the Red Raiders. I hear you. Uh, but I'm not backing you. I can I'm get gonna, it. I'm going to stay out of this one. Iowa State was actually a side I wanted to play. Um, saw the movement up to four. Uh, I, I said I'd probably make this about three and a half, four um, when I was originally taking it. And then I uh, looked at it and I saw, oh my gosh, it's up to four. I don't see the value that it had at two and a half. So I'm going to stay out of it for that reason. Uh, you mentioned that Baylor game. I do think it's a little bit of a bounce back spot here. Maybe all of the things you're saying do come to fruition come January the 18th where they play Texas Tech again at Texas Tech. A lot of that shit happens. Coming very soon around the corner. It's only but a few, few couple days couple away, weeks. about a week and a half. So I think they get the job done here on their home, home hardwood and then uh, Texas Tech, everything happens. But uh, that's my humble opinion. What the hell do I know? Opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got them, and they stink. So if you're going to smell one, Mags, you might as well fucking smell your own. There you go. His first best bet of the day. The Texas Tech Red Raiders now at plus four. We caught it at plus two and a half. Uh, Be cautious uh, if you're backing him. Smash in the plus four. Outside of that, uh, all there is for our Mags' first best bet of the day. He's only got two. So, partner, carry on, good sir. Alrighty, I appreciate you. Moving on to number two, going to the SEC, going mm. Alabama at Florida. And this is one that I was talking about as far as fading the team on the road that hasn't uh, hasn't been tested too much. And in the small, small sample size that they've had, they've struggled, uh, and that is Alabama. I'm taking Florida minus two. Seeing minus one and a half, two in certain spots here. Um, money splits 50-50 as far as bet percentage and 60% of money over there on Alabama. Uh, I do like Florida in this spot. Their defense matches up really well with Alabama. Florida 30th ADE, just a defensive efficiency per Ken Palm. But I think the tempo, they're uh, kind of a middle-of-the-pack team uh, tempo-wise, partner. Florida is 138, uh, but Bama is 30th. I think Florida slows it down to their middle-of-the-pack type tempo. Not going to be a high-flying game. Uh, because Alabama's defense has not traveled on the road at all, partner. I mentioned this is kind of basically their second true road game. Had a handful of games uh, in some neutral site games that they uh, kind of a mixed uh, mixed bag of what you get. That was a neutral site game that they lost to Iona. But their one true road game was a 14-point loss to Memphis just a few short weeks ago. Uh, and a Memphis team that was struggling at the time and uh, has since been a little shaky as well still. So... I'm thinking Bama is going to continue their struggles on the road here as SEC play gets going. Turnovers, though, is one thing that I do think is going to be a big factor here. Uh, (laughs) Contrary to what I talked about in my last analysis, I think this is pretty accurate of what this team is. Alabama is 172nd in the country offensively, turning the ball over per per possession. Florida is 15th defensively enforcing turnovers per possession. So I think that looms pretty large here in this one. Um, But really this Florida, or excuse me, this Alabama defense especially has not traveled at all on the road at all. That's where their defense has been getting gashed. You catch them at home. I mean, I we both like, obviously, you Roll like tied. Alabama. Roll, Roll tie. But I like Alabama at home. I think they're going to be a really good team. They might get some of these struggles on the road figured out eventually as SEC play continues here. But I don't think it's this spot here. Last couple of trends to kind of narrate that a little bit. Uh, Florida 7-3 ATS last 10 home games. That is all this year. They've been really solid to the number at home this year. Uh, on their flip side, they're a team that's actually struggled pretty much on the road here uh, this season as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Bama 3-7 and seven ATS their last 10 road games. So that's going back into last year. Uh, pretty similar team. Uh, obviously, same coach. So 
uh, only 0-1 on the, on, the, on the spread against the road on the road this season in that Memphis game. Uh, and Florida has won three of the last four meetings between these four uh, between these two teams. Pardon me. Uh, so for my second best bet of the day, I'm going to the Gators plus, minus two. Can't get my words out right as I'm finishing this one up. But give me the Gators minus two for my last bet of the day, best bet of the day, partner. Two things. Appreciate you mentioning my love of the uh, Alabama Crimson Tide. Roll damn tide, as per usual. And number two, um, I think you're on the right side. So if you ever see me uh, back in the opposite side of Alabama when I am that much of a staunch Alabama fan, I suggest you take that side too. Um, the Bama, the, the Tide are, are dogs for a reason. That, that three-point shooting game has looked pretty abysmal here as of late. The Gators are really good at defending the three ball. So... I see that kind of being the key to their struggle here today, just not really, and, and, and they don't match up really well in the paint either. So mm-hmm. I, I don't want to say it's going to be a beatdown, but I think Florida's going to take care of this number, no problem. Yeah. I hate to say that. My boys are going to come around some point in time. Nate Oates, my cousin Viz, Vinny, CC, John Rostein, yeah. everything in between. You know how we get down here at the TTL pod, but... Yeah, I think you're on the right side, partner. Your second and final best bet of the day, this beautiful Wednesday of bets. Florida Gators minus two. Anything else you need to deliberate about, banter about, lay out, lay down in regards to your best bets of the day? Yeah, only thing I didn't mention was another one of these examples that uh, I like to do, and you as well in certain spots, a ranked team coming mm. in as an underdog against an unranked team uh, oh, that yeah. the public perceives. A ranked oh, team, yeah. obviously, is going to be much better. So that's my last final point oh, on that one. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, thank you, good sir. Appreciate you and your picks as per usual. Let's keep this proverbial podcast train steaming on down the track. Second segment of the day, my best bets of the day all right um if you know me on a wednesday especially during this time of the year it's conference season and uh mid-major conference season you know my favorite mid-major conference the socon baby i got two plays coming out of the socon and then i got one matchup coming out of uh the acc so Stay tuned for the ACC matchup. It's the last one. We're going to take care of the SOCON first. First matchup, I am going to Mis Compadres. I'm going to the matchup between the Chattanooga Mocs and the Wofford Terriers. And if you know me, (laughs) you know where I'm going without even saying anything. We're going to the Chattanooga Mocs, but on the money line. I don't know if this line's going to stay where it's at, if it's going to flip, if it's going to move. I got no idea. Just take them on the money line. Uh, A couple of key things here to kick things off. Terriers are point-blank period being overvalued on their home hardwood. The number 108 ranked per Ken Palm uh, Terriers. 244th in home court advantage per Ken Palm. Uh, Once again, partner, you mentioned it at the top of the show uh home teams yesterday just not getting the job done being extremely overvalued now so far on the season Wofford is five and two straight up on their home hardwood but they're three and two against the number you say how does that work the math doesn't mm. add up there oh well let me tell you they played Bob Jones University whoa shit that's powerhouse hey, Erskine University oh shit that's powerhouse too Hampton, Georgia Southern, Richmond, Kennesaw State, and VMI. Richmond and VMI being probably the only two that I really fear out of all of those teams. They've done well against the bad teams, and they have struggled against the good teams. And my friends, the Chattanooga Moccasins are not a good team. They are a great team. They are the 81st ranked team per Ken Palm. They are 5-2 and two straight up as well on the road. 4-3 and three against the number. Holy shit, that math adds up. They're battle-tested. They played LMU, VCU, Tennessee Tech, Lipscomb, UNC Asheville, who is a hell of a mid-major team on their home hardwood. Finally got partners to start buying into that as well. Belmont and Murray State. They have played some damn good teams, and they have taken care of business. 
I see this uh, coming down to a few key things. Number one, the Mox offense is going to be way too much for the Terriers' defense to handle. Chattanooga's averaging 78.1 points per game. They're 29th in AOE, 59th in effective field goal percentage, 61st in two-point percentage, 102nd in three-point percentage, and they're 7th on the offensive glass. All those stats per Ken Palm, as always. Whereas the Terriers' defense only allowing 65.5 points per game, but I just mentioned a handful of those lackluster teams that they've played. I think we see some aggression here against a team that can actually score the rock in the moccasins because Wofford is 154th in ADE. Outside of the top 300, 327th in opponent effective field goal, 299th in two-point percentage, 329th three-point percentage, and 67th on the defensive glass. Once again, all per Ken Palm. Shout out, Ken Palm. Also, uh, speaking of shitty defense, uh, opposite side of the coin, Mox don't really have a shitty defense. I think they have plenty of defense to shut down whatever the Terriers want to throw at them. Only allowing 62.1 points per game, 167th in ADE, but 136th in opponent effective field goal, 201st in two-point percentage, but 76th in three-point percentage where Wofford tries to make their money. I think Chattanooga slows this game way down. The uh, Terriers aren't boat racing anybody by any means, 290. 96th in tempo. Neither is Chattanooga, but I think they slow it down because they're slower. 344th in tempo. I think they control both sides of the ball. They win this game. They go at their pace, and this is a nice, easy cash for us on the money line. Last but certainly not least, a couple of key things you need to know about because we are finally getting to that uh, conference time of the year. Mm-hmm. Chattanooga leads the SOCON in AOE, adjusted offensive efficiency, ADE, mm-hmm. offensive turnover percentage, Offensive rebounding percentage, opponent effective field goal percentage, two-point percentage allowed, three-point percentage allowed, block percentage on defense, and they're second in defensive rebounding percentage. Nine, eight categories that they lead in the SOCON on offense and defensive side of the ball, and one that they hold the second position. That's almost every single category you can possibly have per Ken Palm. The mocks are the shit. I love them. I don't think that this is a setup spot whatsoever. This is not a homer pick. They are a damn good team. They continue to be good. But you don't believe me? Believe the trends. Chattanooga, 7-3 ATS last 10 versus a SoCon opponent. 4-1 ATS last 5 as a favorite. 15-5 ATS last 20 Wednesday games. And 35-16 and last 51 on the road against the number. They're also 21-9 uh, ATS last 30 road games versus a team with a winning home record. Did you know the Terriers are 1-4 ATS their last five versus a team with a winning road record? 2-5 uh, ATS last seven as a home dog and 2-8 and ATS their last 10 Wednesday games. Not to mention the Mocs are 5-0 ATS their last five meetings in Wofford. When it's a pick em, plus one, plus minus a half, wherever it's going to be, you don't really have to worry about uh, taking, a, uh, taking, a, taking the spread like that. The trends speak for themselves. Take the money line. Don't worry about the flips or anything like that. Stick with the solid value. Take the Chattanooga mocks. Back me for my first best bet of the day. There you go. Lock it in. That's my play. <laughs> I love it. I don't have too much to add on this one, partner. I like this one a lot, actually. Uh, the SoCon is your uh, your avenue. And, uh, you know, I love them. I, uh, you know, I back in certain spots and it's been a good spot to back. And Chattanooga in this spot, I think, is the one right here. 100% Wofford just being a little bit overvalued at yep. home. And I think that's kind of the, the theme of the day. Not to say that's going to be another 2-19 no. performance, but right. it's going to be it's a little something. So there you go. There you have it. Much like uh, you enjoy your, um, your swack. swack. 
your mm-hmm. uh, Southwestern Athletic Conference. I enjoy my Southern Conference, a little SoCon <laughs> action. Yeah, SoCon actually is uh, pretty respectable. No disrespect to my SWAC. I, I the SWAC is just a nice dumpster yeah, fire yeah, conference. Yeah, yeah, they're just good, 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 love, good, honestly. Good conference <laughs> to be able to fade. Like you see a team playing them, like yeah. holy shit, that's only single digits. This uh, fucking Prairie View A and M is gonna lose by fifty right, right. now. Like yeah, right. absolutely love your uh, motivation there, but. Uh, SoCon betting, looking for a little bit of undervalue. So speaking of sure. undervalue, second best bet of the day, VMI. That is the Virginia Military Institute. Key debts going up against the ETSU. That's the East Tennessee State University Buccaneers. We're going uh, with the key debts, plus two and a half. This bad boy was at plus three and a half last night. I uh, tracked it, said, I think we're going to beat the market. I'm going to see what's going to happen here. I'm okay with it at two and a half. I think they should be favored. Um, so we're hammering it in at two and a half. I think ETSU, the only reason they're being favored is because this is their home hardwood, and they are being overvalued. 232nd per Ken Palm in home court advantage, my friends. They might be 4-1 and one straight up, partner, but they are 1-2 and two against the number. Wow, that math doesn't add up once again. Well, let me tell you who they played at home. South Carolina Upstate. Ooh. Ooh. Lease McRae University. Who? Lease. Lenore Wren University. Mm. Moorhead State. Okay, I, I respect a little bit. And North Carolina A&T. Uh, one team I respect out of all of the games they've played at home. I think we see some serious regression against a battle-tested VMI team. Three and four straight up on the road. I'll admit, not the best straight up on the road, but four, two, and one against the number. They played a great Presbyterian team on the road. We've we got burned by Presbyterian on their home hardwood this year. Marist on the road, great, great home team. University of Northern, uh, not uh, University of uh, New Orleans, I apologize. Uh, they did win that game, but still a solid damn team. Mm-hmm. Portland, when the Pilots were playing damn good at the beginning okay. of the year, they won in Portland. They beat Seattle when Seattle was a, yeah. a wagon in Seattle. They lost to Wake Forest, but only by that much in Wake okay. Forest. Yeah, yeah. And they beat the Wofford team that I just talked about on the road. So they are battle tested, my friends. I don't think they're going to have any problem with this ETSU team. Matter of fact, they're probably laughing right now on the bus ride over there. As a matter of fact, they're going to they're going to their chemistry class right now, fucking laughing at about <laughs> how bad they're about to whoop the ETSU Buccaneers' ass tonight. And they're going to get on that bus, and they're just going to be jolly all the way over there, sweep in a nice 20-point win as two-and-a-half-point underdogs. But you don't believe me. There are some key stats here. Uh, honestly, ETSU is just not going to be able to keep up offensively. They were an offensive powerhouse last year. They're just not the same. Only averaging 69.6 points per game compared to VMI 79.2, so almost 10 whole points uh, worse. 128th in AOE for ETSU, 185th in effective field goal, 197th in two-point percentage, and they are 156th in three-point percentage. Simple comparison to VMI, and you see the edge. Uh, 122nd in AOE for the key debts. 68th, though, in effective field goal, 85th in two-point percentage, and 87th in three-point percentage. So very solid edge there. I also think we have a solid edge on the defensive side of the ball with the key debts, only allowing 66.3 points per game. They're 85th in opponent effective field goal percentage, 158th in two-point percentage, and 60th in opponent three-point percentage. All per Ken Palm as per usual. I think VMI speeds ETSU up a little bit more than they're used to and kind of gets them off their game. ETSU 287th. They like to play a slower pace. 
with a key that's like to get out, run, and gun, and shoot at will. 173rd in the nation in tempo. And if anybody's coughing up the rock, you know me and my hustle stats of of, uh, 150% in conference games. Turnovers matter. Turnovers are going to matter, and if anybody's coughing up the rock, it is not going to be the key debts. They are 116th in offensive turnover percentage, so not the greatest, but the Buccaneers are 239th in offensive turnover percentage, so 100 points worse. I'll back the VMI key debts to uh, win the turnover battle as well. You don't believe me on all that nonsense. Just believe the trends. Key debts, 6-0 ATS last six overall. 5-0 ATS last five as a puppy dog. 4-0 ATS last four on the road. You combine the last two, they're 4-0 ATS, their last four as a road dog. They're 6-1-1 against the number. Their last eight games played on miércoles, that is Wednesday for you uh, non-Spanish speakers out there. Lunes, martes, miércoles, yes, that's correct. I wanted to make sure I was speaking Spanish correctly. VMI, 5-2 and two ATS, last seven games versus a SoCon opponent. ETSU, 2-5 and five ATS, last seven overall. 1-5 and five ATS, last six versus SoCon opponent. And 1-5 and five ATS, last six home games. Don't buy the overvalued bucks at home. Take all the points the books are willing to give you with the key debts. For my second best bet of the day, VMI, plus 2.5. I do like this one a lot, partner. If I'm being totally honest, I can't really add hey, anything oh, for let you. Let me bring but... you back in. Let me bring you back oh, in. Oh, my there bad. Or your bad. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I don't know why I said my bad, but I do like that one. I guess my bad as far as, I don't know. I, I don't know. I like that one. I locked it in at the two and a half. I, uh, well, but ETSU is just struggling right now, dude. That's struggling. one thing that I really struggling. like. Just struggling bad. And VMI is uh, picking up some steam right now. Big time. So, uh, yeah, I appreciate you. Uh, yeah, that's, there's uh, there's a lot of key shit in there, and I just think that uh, – I think VMI wins this game outright, and yeah. if they're willing to give me some points, I'll take that extra cushion all day of the week. So, there you go. There you have it. Two teams, I think, in the SoCon that are uh, being overvalued on their home hardwood. How about my third and final best bet of the day, a team in the ACC that I don't think is being overvalued on their home hardwood. We're going to the matchup between the Syracuse Orange and the Miami now that ain't right. It's Miami. Miami, the U, Hurricanes. Uh, we're taking the Hurricanes on the money line. Uh, minus 130 is what I caught it at. I think it's ticked up a little bit uh, across the market, which I like. Uh, wouldn't take it much over 150, just a little bit too much chalk to uh, eat in that realm. I think I would be okay with laying it at that point in time on the spread if it does get up to that. But just in case any nonsense happened, I will tell you some uh, trends you guys will probably like in order to back the spread if it does go up to two and a half, three. But I like the money line just in case uh, any nonsense nonsense pushing out happens but I do love Miami to uh to get the job done here no question I'll tell you about that in a minute but uh one thing here is I'm kind of fading Syracuse they've been really inconsistent so far uh seven and six straight up five and eight ATS and they've only played two games on the road they're one and one straight up and against the numbers so the books really don't know how to value them on the road right now and I think there's a really key reason as to why they're an underdog. I think the books know that they're going to lose, but they just don't know by how much. They they have just really been scuffling overall, and they just don't know really how to value them when they are away from their home hardwood right now. Maybe even on their home hardwood because they are coming off of a brutal loss to Virginia at home. So... Who knows? Maybe the the old orange Bayheim's boys literally and figuratively are about to uh, go on just a little bit of a slide here. I think it's definitely going to continue against this Miami team uh, because, yeah, they've been scuffling against the number. They're not the greatest, but if there's one damn thing that they can do, 
It's defend their home hardwood, and they have been winning straight up left, right, and center. Seven and one straight up on their home court. Four and four against the numbers. So that's why I give me a little bit of pause on the minus two, minus one, whatever, but I think they get this done. 104th in the nation uh, home court advantage per Ken Palm. This one kind of sticks. I don't know all too many kids that uh, go to the University of Miami that would leave the University of Miami during that time of the year. So uh, kind of uh, sticks around and go back into snowy, wintry weather. Doesn't make a whole lot of too much sense. So this one does stick throughout the year. I think this game is going to be an absolutely electric sweat, my friends. We're going to be going back and forth the whole time. But I do think Miami knocks down a few more key buckets in crunch time, allows them to pull away. 48th in effective field goal for the Hurricanes, 72nd in effective field goal for the Orange. Also think uh, Miami wins the turnover battle. They're 13th uh, in turnovers on the offensive side of the ball and 172nd on defense in turnover percentage as well per Ken Palm, where Syracuse is 54th offensively and 193rd defensively. Last but certainly not least, Miami has uh, proven themselves so far in the ACC in conference play. First in AOE, first in effective field goal, and first in turnover percentage. Three stats you know I absolutely love, and I think the offense uh, is going to loom heavy here today. It's it's going to be an offensive type of game. It's going to be that style of game. It's going to be a back and forth strap in you better have your eyes peeled ready to rock and roll because i think everybody's going to be raining in buckets this whole time miami gets it done but they probably don't pull away till the very end so get your nitroglycerin pills ready kids this one's going to get a little fucking weird but if you don't believe me simply believe the trends miami 5-0 and straight up their last five overall 6-0 and straight up their last six home games 6-0 and ats last six versus an acc opponent syracuse 1-4 ats last five overall and 2-7 and ats last nine on the road i think that miami has no problem handling this game outright uh they've been able to like i said protect their home hardwood Time in and time out this year. 7-1. and one. They've already had their hiccup. It's not like it's 7-0 and oh and like, oh, Colt, that hiccup's coming. They've already had the hiccup. They're getting back on the streak again. I absolutely love it. 6-0. and oh. Tonight it becomes 7-0, and oh, their last seven home games. Back to Miami Hurricanes, my third and final best bet of the day. I think you're on the right side, dude. I am staying away from this one. I need a break from Syracuse basketball, if I'm yeah, being totally yeah, honest from you. Not trying I, took, to... I took a break. Yeah, not trying to combat you on any of the things you said. I do not have any issues or oppositions to anything. I just need a break from uh, betting on Syracuse basketball games because yeah. uh, there were some certain spots that are profitable and not profitable, but I do think you're on the right side of this one, but I'll sit on the sidelines for you. 100%. I uh, I took a break from betting Syracuse as you kind of continued to hammer on a few times, and uh, now I think it's time yeah. uh, I get back in the boat. I really <laughs> like this spot. And honestly, Miami... Uh, I think I just have a weird taste of Miami, but it would, yeah. you know, I just I just need to stay away for your sake, I think, because, like, I keep betting against Miami in certain spots like this. And they burn you. And then they just take care of business. They just mm-hmm. take care of business, mm-hmm. and I don't get it. So uh, it's all you. I like it, though. All right, there you go. There you have it. I absolutely love Miami. Uh, just been keeping tabs on them. And, uh, yeah, they're not they're not worth a damn anywhere but their home court. And that's sure. why I absolutely love it. They just show up and show out regardless of how many people are in the stands. So there you go. There you have it. All of my best bets of the day. Let's keep it moving, keep it grooving. Uh, Third segment of the day, the Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday Warrior and the Wednesday Parlay Pop-Off. Let me get a little extra uh, bird speeds here. A little cucumber mint 
if you okay. will. I mean, fucking gas. I'm talking, you dump this shit on a fire, son of a bitch might just turn into a full-blown enrager. Okay. <laughs> you ever I mean, this, uh, done this that type of fire. experiment? This shit's fire. Oh, yeah, plenty of times. Like, you really? got to remember, you, you got to remember, bub. I, uh, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm like legitimately curious as far because I've done some goofy shit like that. I just, as far as this specifically, I've never heard oh, of putting any... chapstick on a fire. Yeah, no, I'm just fucking with you. I have no idea. Okay. It's just, <laughs> it's just fucking fire. It's fucking gas. Okay. It's some of the best chapstick. I thought you were I've being serious, like you know, no, you it's used to cold. fuck around, do goofy shit. I don't know. Well, no, I used to put gasoline uh, on fires. Don't fucking sure. ever, don't ever do that, kids. Like, don't ever, don't. No. Okay, quick PSA before we get into the special <laughs> plays of the day. Don't, don't be fucking camping and have your fucking gasoline or your shit or whatever the fuck you got. Like, oh, I'm gonna stand over the fire and dump some oh, shit no. on there. All it's going to do is go right back in that motherfucker. It's going to light. You're going to freak out. You're going to throw the son of a bitch. And then fire oh. is going to go everywhere. So just don't do not do it. I, don't, just don't do it. I have a story. Not, Use diesel fuel. Not that I diesel did it. Fuel. I have a story that's uh, very, very similar to that. Almost burned down. Uh, my buddy almost burned down all of our country thunder, like five camper campsite oh. because of doing some new oh. stuff like that, dude. Yeah, yeah, I might yeah. not be sitting here today if I'm being totally honest with you. Hey, if, uh, hey, yeah. hey. Hey, I got a. I actually got a good. Uh, I got a good fire story uh, for the second half of the oh, yeah, show. Yeah, we'll save it because this this story is actually really, hey, really, really funny. Uh, yeah, I got a. I got a good one too. So we'll save it. Second half of the show. Hey, you never know. Rabbit holes, my friend. Stick around the second half of the show to hear a couple of fire stories from uh, yours truly and Mr. Riley R. Mags Magnuson. But we continue to roll on with the first half of the show. We get into the Wednesday Warrior. First things first. Now. My friends, typically you know the Wednesday Warrior as a uh, team that is an absolute warrior, beast, dog, monster against the number, or maybe straight up in some cases, who knows. Um, This one this week is not particularly in this spot, maybe as a road team or as an away team, but in this spot against the team they're playing, they are an absolute warrior. They are incredibly undervalued today. Let me tell you who we're taking. We're taking the Bowling Green University Falcons plus eight and a half. Might be moving around. Saw it lose the hook on a couple books down to plus eight. Uh, A couple key reasons here. Buffalo is missing two of their top point scorers. And uh, number one is Josh Mbala averaging 15.2 points per game. Eight and uh, about eight and a half rebounds a game. So that's a huge hit. Uh, Trayvon Fagan also out. Five rebounds a game, about uh, six points per game as well. So uh, just another, even though uh, Trayvon doesn't average a bunch of points, he is a guy that comes in there and uh, can definitely eat up some minutes. So mm-hmm. play some solid defense. Definitely a guy, two guys that they need uh, to find some success on both sides of the ball, and they are already without them. This game is not until seven or 6 o'clock tonight, uh, Central Time, and uh, they've both already been ruled out. I said that uh, Bowling Green is really good in this spot against this team. You're damn right, my friends. In the last uh, nine matchups here, Bowling Green is 6-3 and three against the number overall. Uh, the last time that they were an 8.5-point dog, um, just about two years ago. That's fucking wild to say that. 2019 was, or about three years ago. Holy shit. Yeah, 2019. <laughs> it's 2022. Goodness. That's weird to fucking say. Uh, last time they were 8.5-point dogs against the same Buffalo. Team just about uh, almost exact same squads. The seniors are getting right around there. Uh, 92 to 88. The Falcons won that game outright. 
Um, not a whole lot else. I got a couple of key trends before I kick it over to you, partner. Um, Buffalo, 1-4 ATS in the last five as a favorite. They tend to kind of be overvalued uh, just across the board when they are in this favorite spot. Um, the Falcons, nothing great you can really write home about them. Like I said, they're not a very good team overall. But when it comes to value here today and in this spot, they are a warrior. Nothing else I got to add on top of that part or anything else you got there for our WW play of the day, the BGSU Falcons. Plus eight only a couple things, only a couple things, three and two ATS to the number as an underdog this season um, and some big money uh, monetary liability coming in on Buffalo, 90, 69% of bets, but 98% of money coming in on Buffalo. And you Ooh. said it, partner. Sticking right at either eight and a half or dropping to that plus eight. So getting easier for them to cover in a couple books or just staying pat right at eight and a half. So I think we are on the right side with this one tonight. Absolutely love it. Uh, just kind of did a quick scroll as you were talking there, uh, listening to your additional stats. You mentioned as a, uh, a dog there for Bowling Green. Buffalo as a seven and a half to nine and a half point favorite this year so far, my friends. Oh and one against that number, uh, that Ooh. set of spread there. So a little bit of extra nonsense you might not find anywhere else. So there you go, Wednesday Warrior Bowling Green Falcons plus eight and a half. All right, uh, not gonna have any more additional analysis here. Just gonna dish this bad boy out. You know we like to uh, give you a little extra juice. We all like to sweat out a parlay from time to time. We're not just gonna give you six straight plays that you're just. I mean, now granted. Be who you can afford to be, bankroll management, straight plays, unit system. We preach it all the time. It's the only way to truly get ahead in this racket. And the whole point of it is not to sit around and bitch that we kept falling into the same old traps, but that we actually started to build our bankrolls. One thing that both me and our Max can are proud to say that we have been able to do, and we want you guys to be able to do the same damn thing. So, without further ado, got a little extra juice for you after you lock in all six of those bad boys straight up. We're hammering in for the parlay pop-off. Obviously, we got the Wednesday Warrior on there, the Bowling Green University. Bowling Green uh, BGSU. Is it Bowling Green State? Bowling Green State University? I don't know what it's they BGSU, got It's BGSU, but it's Bowling BGSU. Green. I don't, I don't know I don't what the S is out, in dude. there. Either way, uh, we're taking the Falcons plus 8.5. Then, you know, we take one of Mag's plays. We're taking the Florida Gators minus 2 for that second leg. And then for the third leg, we take one of my plays, and we're taking the Chattanooga Mox on the money line. You parlay all three of those bad boys up. You're getting plus 572 odds. Obviously, a $10 bet's going to win you 57.20. 67.20 all in total. Get your wager back as well. Lock that bad boy in. Let's get it to the pay window. Now, if you missed any of our... Uh, Affirmation, please. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, partner, anything else you got to say in relation to uh, Wednesday Warrior, Wednesday Parlay Pop-Off? I wish you did because no, I just got a quick little something-something uh, I got to do here. So anything else uh, you got to got to say sure i got it uh three and one i mentioned three and two ats are bowling green falcons as a dog one of those failed covers was as a uh over 15 point dog cover Ooh. so against the big boy team i don't know exactly what it was i just saw that it was a 15 point failed cover or 15 plus failed cover mm -hmm. so three and one ats as a dog when it's uh mm -hmm. under five points you don't say all so right more of a warrior Thank you for your additional insights, your bit of, of filler, if you will. But my friends, I kindly ask you to now rip out your sports books, pull out your paper and your pens or your pencils if you're a mistake-prone human being. I don't know. Or whatever mode, method, or means you utilize to take stock of the TTL Crew's best bets of the day because as I bring my partner back on in the screen, it is time to recap all of mine. 
and the legendary R. Mags, Riley Magnuson's best bets of the day for this beautiful Wednesday, January 5th, 2022. If you would so kindly turn your attention all the way above us, top left portion of your screen, you see our Mags picks. Two of them coming at you, both in bright orange lettering. He's taking the Florida Gators, minus two, and the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Caught it a plus two and a half, is okay with the line movement up to four. But be careful. Left side of your screen. I'm sorry, that is the left side of your screen. We're going to the right side of your screen now. Top right portion up there, you see my three best bets of the day. Two coming from the SoCon. We're taking the Chattanooga Mox on the money line and the VMI Key Debts plus two and a half. And then going to the ACC, taking the Miami Hurricanes on the money line on their home hardwood. Live from their home hardwood right now, speaking of... Look right above us. You see the Wednesday Warrior, one of our favorite special plays because we typically have a damn good eye for the Warriors. And here we believe we do. We're taking the Bowling Green Falcons plus eight and a half. And then directly to the opposite side of that, you see the Wednesday Parlay pop off. A little extra juice. Everybody needs a parlay in their life. But again, be who you can afford to be, quarter unit, half unit, whatever it is. Do not bankrupt yourself playing special plays. But lock in the Bowling Green Falcons plus eight and a half, the Wednesday Warrior. Florida minus two, the Florida Gators minus two, one of Mag's plays, and the Chattanooga Mox on the money line. My play for grand total odds of plus 570, maybe even a little higher. Who knows what's going on, but definitely a five to one odds payout. I see five, six, seven best bets. Well, we'll say six best bets and one special play primed to make it to the pay window. But before they can, we can bankrupt every single damn sports book on this here sports betting market. We need you to. Lock them in, hammer them home, sprinkle a little bit of dough down, whatever you need to say. Just make sure you get today's TTL crew best bets of the day that are primed for ticket cashing into whatever the current best line is on your favorite sports book. I love it, dude. I asked you yesterday, what is the name of Miami Hurricanes basketball court? Either know it or you don't. This is a tough one. I didn't know this one. Smoothie King Stadium? Nah, it's no sponsor. This is a tough one. Oof. Uh, Watsco Center, yeah. I, Watsco just trying to make Center. us all smarter here. No, uh, no, our arena names because yeah. I did not know this one actually. The Wat Watsco W A T S C O. And with the couple of fucking goobers we are, dude, you never know that if uh, maybe I'll bring us over here. You see us a little bit. There we go. Uh, the couple of goobers we are, you never know. We talk about something that gets us into a Jersey Mike's rabbit hole. I oh, didn't yeah. end up going to Jersey Mike's yesterday. Thank uh-huh. goodness. I got enough willpower and self-control. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll uh, knock it off the list here very soon. No idea. But there you go. There you have it. Okay. The West Coast Center. What does that stand for? Watsco. Watsco. W-A-T-S-C-O. I have no idea. I uh, I usually am pretty good with my, uh, especially the big boy uh, conference yeah. names uh, or conference stadium names, but I did not know this one. I imagine this is a name that's or somebody. I would have to imagine the same. All right. Well, let's keep it moving. Keep it grooving. Building this proverbial podcast Sunday till it's all ready to uh, consume for the rest of the people that didn't turn in, tune in live. Right next to our heads now, if you are watching the video version, Moneyline Dice Roll of the Day. Sit slash what you what in the hell could that possibly mean i'm glad you asked because we are the guys to tell you it's the money line dice roll of the day the citadel bulldogs going up against the western carolina catamounts 
If you followed me last year, you knew that the Citadel Bulldogs were an absolute wagon for us. You follow me into this year, you know the Citadel Bulldogs are the exact opposite of that. They are not doing the same thing. They are absolutely disgusting. Sorry for your I don't loss. know. Oh, boy, it is bad. Bad, bad, bad. Now, I don't know. I mentioned this to you, partner. I don't know if this is just me hating the Citadel for what they have done to me this year and the money that they have cost me after what the, the glorious season that they gave me last year. Mm-hmm. But I really like Western Carolina in this spot. But I feel like it's just the time, as I did early on in the season, that I feel like I'm going to back Western Carolina. I'm going to get kicked square in the damn mouth. And I just don't feel like doing either one of those things. So we leave it up to the dice. Now, I don't know exactly where this game's being played at. I'm not sure who's the favorite and who's the dog at this point in time. Maybe even the money line, because I know this was damn near a pick at one point in time. We also need to know a little bit about the total. And uh, once you tell us all that, partner, I'll have the dice ready to uh, rock in, <laughs> no pun intended, roll for the day. All righty, my man. Well, Citadel is on the road in this one at Western Carolina. And the old Catamounts are the favorite. Short favorite now, minus one and a half, partner. Citadel okay. plus one and a half. Uh, plus 100 Citadel on the money line, minus 120 for Western Carolina. And a big old total. This might be a fun one to watch. 155 and a half is the total. That is a big one. Uh, I'll do some checking. Might be the biggest total of the damn day. No, it is not, actually. Bowling Green Buffalo, 161. That might Yeehaw, be baby. Max Schoen. Let's go. Uh, but that is uh, what the story is. I can get you uh, some money splits here. Weird money splits, actually. 82% of bets on Western Carolina, 91% of money on the Citadel. So the public Ooh. and the big boy bettors are uh, differing on this one. I do not know. As much as you do not know, I do not know who is the right side in this one. Hopefully the dice do. Yeah, I haven't a clue in the slightest, my friend. Um, 99.999% of the time, I would go to the Citadel. But uh, right now, for some reason, Western Carolina just feels like the right side. Um, everything all-encompassing, we know it all. Uh, I, also, Western Carolina um, going from minus 1 to minus 1.5. That kind of... Uh, that kind of sends send some uh, bells off in my head that I think that uh, I'm on the right track with them being the right side. But then again, I said I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Looking yeah. at some final things here, making sure everything's uh, in the right spot. Sure is. There we go. There we have it. Uh, let me finalize and track this one so I don't forget. I always forget once I get into doing other shit. So there we go. There we have it. Track that bad boy. Okay. Uh, moving, grooving. First roll of the day, money line dice roll, home or away. Are we going with the home team Catamounts or the away team Bulldogs? We all find out soon, quick, fast, and in a hurry. In three, in two, in one. Home team! Okay. All home right. Home team. The dice are on the same page. Home team, Western Carolina, Catamounts. Now, are we taking the Catamounts on the money line or against the number unofficially? I don't know, but this here cubicle object does. Mags doesn't know, but this here cubicle object does. So without further ado, we roll for the second time here today. Money line or against the number, Western Carolina, Catamounts, unofficially. ATS. A-T-S. Okay. ATS. ATS. Minus one and a half. ATS. Okay, dice. Unofficially, Western Carolina, minus one and a half, first roll of the day. Now we have the wild card roll remaining. Will the dice double down for the third day in a row? Admittedly, admittedly to their flaw 
to their downfall mm. yesterday. Uh, Monday worked out well. Tuesday did not work out so good. No. We'll see if they got the Yones to do it once again. Or are they going to go to the total? Give us an extra ticket to cash. Are they going to uh, say, over dice. Come they're on. Gonna say, hey, boys, we messed up. We need you to re-roll us all in general. I don't know. Neither does Mags. But this here wild card inanimate object that we refer to as the Moneyline Dice that you can get at MoneylineDice.com using discount code TTL10 for 10% off your first order at MoneylineDice.com. Sure does know. And we all find out in three, in two, in one. Under. No. Okay. Hey, hey. I don't have a damn clue. Under. I, I'm just, I was just hoping for some, uh, you know, hoping for a 90-90 type game or something like that. But, you know, a little monetary liability on the over, 77% of money on the over. So who knows? Who? I have not a damn clue on this one. The dice have spoken. <laughs> if you want a guaranteed take two tickets, count them, one, two, Two tickets to the pay window tonight. Not per me, not per Mags, not per any living, breathing human being on this planet, but per the all-knowing, ever-present, ever-powerful cubicle objects that be the Moneyline Dice. Hammer in right here, right now. Western Carolina Catamounts, minus one and a half, and their matchup with the Citadel Bulldogs here tonight as well. Target the total and take under 155 and a half. Thank you, Dice. Thank you, Dice. Okay, we'll see what happens. Hey, God, uh, took <laughs> took the, took the gun out of my hands, so sure uh, that uh, that's all I had to. Uh, that's all I needed. That's all I needed was just a little bit of uh, backing from the money line, Dice. So, WCU minus one and a half, and the under one fifty five and a half. That does it for today's money line dice roll of the day. That does it for the first half of the show and segue into the second half of the show. Nothing else, uh, yeah, looks like good to me. So let's keep it moving, keep it grooving, partner. Anything burning on the brain, melting on the heart, festering on the soul, you have been dying to get out to the kind folks that joined us on episode number 195 of the TTL pod on this absolutely beautiful January the 5th, 2022. All right, my man, we talked on Monday. I'm going to keep the college basketball trend uh, or a theme rolling along here in the sidebar, my friend. Mm-hmm. Talked a little bit on Monday as far as the old uh, bracketology, early bracketology, uh-huh. but something that, uh, and I know you don't, uh, in some spots you obviously back on this market, but I at least love these conversations. Got some conference winner odds for college basketball I am seeing on FanDuel right here. Not everything listed. They uh, appear to be on FanDuel sticking to uh, a lot of the bigger ones, but they do have uh, they, they got a few mid-major ones. But okay. we can kick it off. Well, the one thing that chaps me, I saw someone tweet out today, and I tweeted at him hoping to get the odds. Illinois is apparently the new favorite to win the Big Ten. This is regular season uh, uh, odds, by the way. Not necess- This does not factor in the tournament. This is actually all regular season, which I actually prefer at this point. Yeah, yeah. Um, Illinois is apparently the favorite in the Big Ten now. I don't. I'm still waiting to see if this person responds as far as what their odds are because we're here in Illinois. They don't list those damn odds, but they have overtaken Purdue despite Bullshit. not getting. Thanks a lot, JB. Yeah, and uh, thank I would you, say JB, probably... for protecting us <laughs> so we don't ruin our betting lives. You piece of fucking dumb, stupid. I'm not. Um, I'm not a smart man, but I know what stupid is. <laughs> fucking ass. Please continue. Um, I apologize. Goodness gracious. No, it's <laughs> it's more than fair. Please. Uh, 
I would say this is the only spot that Illinois is really getting all that respect because they they scuffled out of the gates without Kofi Coburn and maybe the first yeah. game back. Now they're they're back to the team that they were here in Ken Palm. Ken Palm still got them rated at 11. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll get off that soapbox. But Purdue, 390. Ohio State, plus 410. Uh, Michigan State, plus 430. Wisconsin, plus 1,000. Iowa, 1,600. And Michigan, 2,300. Any... And I'm sure we might not be trying to pick against Illinois because Illinois might be getting rolling. But any any value as far as some of these big numbers are concerned out of the Big Ten from you as far as what you're seeing? And I'll give my opinion here. I think I would have a weird hinkling to put a little bit of a sprinkle down on Wisconsin plus ah, You and I are in the same boat, my friend. So probably not because of the same reasons. I have a little okay. bit of actually like um, – I don't know, like background undercover advice. I, I shit information. I know that maybe the average fucking bear doesn't okay. know. Okay, <laughs> what do you this got? Is what I'm trying to say. So Brad Davis, right? Uh huh. Five five hundredth year senior. However sure, fucking long course. he's been at Wisconsin, right. I feel like he should be 72 years old at this point. Probably Either about way, our age, yeah. Hell of a ball player. Probably will guarantee go to the NBA. He is actually engaged. Uh, he will go to the G League at least for the time yeah. being. Either way, who knows? Maybe it'll shock some folks. Um, he also is engaged to one hell of a ball player. He is not. <laughs> he is not. Hey, not. Now we have any issues with that. Uh, her name is Tyra Bus. She uh, she used to play uh, college ball. I can't remember where she played college ball. I don't, she didn't play professional ball, but she was a gangster. Actually, um, from around the areas where I'm from in Southern Illinois. So complete okay. fucking gangster. Now, number one engaged maybe something's going on there i don't know maybe maybe baby on the way somewhere uh sneaking in or what oh, i'm trying to say you're some dad energy what i'm trying to say is maybe come end of february march <laughs> abril who know definitely february maybe we have some dad power news from old brad davis i i don't know i don't know I, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm out of, off off the shits. Maybe they just get hitched before that time. Maybe it's scheduled here soon. Probably not during the college basketball season. That would be absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. However, I don't know. Maybe maybe they got something cooked up. Maybe they got something brewing. I'll be sure to stay on uh, the lookout. What's going on with Miss T Bus? If we see a little bump, I'm not I'm not going to ask because you know what kind of fucking trouble that can get you into. You know you never ask even though you know it's a bump. But hey, if we see that oh. we. We know Brad's got some dad power coming up here quick, fast, and in a hurry, and we need to be hammering in. So at plus a thousand, plus a thousand. That's my rationale, but obviously complete, complete fooey, <laughs> dumb bullshit rationale. Just being a complete hey. jackass. But hey, uh, hey, the more you know, tune into the TTL pod. You find out that Brad Davis is, is it Davis or Davison? It's Brad Davison. Davison. Brad Davison. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was Davison. Uh, Brad Davison engaged to the legendary Tyra Bus. So there hey. you go. The more you know. Okay. How about hey, you? I love all of it. I love actually, it. Actually, real statistical means. <laughs> no, I mean nothing crazy. I don't know that I'll actually be hammered. I just think at plus a thousand, two and one so far uh, to start off the conference Shoo. just knocked off Purdue. Purdue's Shoo. kind of been in a hole. I'm definitely. I still love. I think Purdue's going to be fantastic all season long. They're just probably not the bona fide number one team in the land, or maybe not even the best team in this conference. Sure. I don't know. I don't want to really fade Illinois. I think Illinois is going to roll, man. And I just think at plus a thousand, or even I was kind of out of slow out of the gates, one and two, and they play Iowa, Wisconsin play Iowa at 1600. You know me. I've been, uh, 
big backer of Iowa this season. So I kind of like those two, 1,000 and 1,600. I really just want to know what Illinois' odds are, first of all, though. 100%. And we kind of fucked up on this last year. No, we uh, we took plus the conference tournament, like it included yeah, the conference Yeah, it was a weird. They, I so double check before. Just, yeah. just be careful before you hammer something in. Like, I really, 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 really like it when it's like regular season. Because fuck, yeah. I think Wisconsin continues to roll. And, and that's the shittiest part. Because like Wisconsin could go 9-1 and one in conference for the mm-hmm. season. And then go to the tournament and get bounced in the first yeah, exactly. round of the Big Ten exactly. tournament. It's like, come on, that's bullshit. They won outright, and then they technically didn't. So I like this a lot more. Yeah, one of my favorite things with futures is to like look through, obviously look through the future part of their schedule and be like, oh, I think they can do this here. I think they can do this here. And I think it was Alabama in the SEC last year is what we did partner. At yes, least I did that. That's and then, exactly what it was. And then that's it was exactly like, oh, this is for the tournament. Oh shit! Which that's exactly I actually, what it was. I'm blanking. I know they, they didn't came. Win they, it. They didn't win. They lo- it. it was a crazy game. They lost to LSU, right? Yeah, I think. yeah. It was fucking bananas. It was like seventy six yeah. to like seventy two. I, I remember it, it being bananas. at your apartment watching that, losing her yeah, fucking dude, mind. That, that shit I digress. <laughs> um, any, it's only January. <laughs> yeah. How about the ACC, dude? Duke minus one forty five. A lot of other teams. Nobody's really uh, standing out in that pack as far as being, uh, you know, really challenging them. I will no. say. Is that? I mean, there's four teams that are undefeated. Uh, UNC is one of them. I just don't think UNC is really. Nah, UNC is really, really like they're fucking sick. They're good enough. They're good oh, enough. Yeah, to, they're sure. good enough to knock you think them. So? Like, yeah, they're they're sick. But I also think plus six hundred then. That would be my only fuck because like Louisville, Louisville just has too many question marks defensive side of the ball. Florida State, what the fuck are we doing? If you can't if you can't travel your defense and you can't travel on the road, then forget yeah. that. Virginia, whoopity doo dah, one big win yeah. in Syracuse no. doesn't mean I'm going to back you. And then no. Syracuse is the next closest one. Syracuse, I already talked about it. My best bet of the day. They're too damn inconsistent. So. I'm interested in UNC, man. I mean, at plus 600, Duke Duke being favored, it just seems too easy. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, any any future market being minus like, money, just yeah. any, it just always gives me pause. Like, ah, As long bullshit. as it's, especially under 200 or minus, especially yeah, under minus like, 150, right? G- give it a month and watch Duke be plus money on some bullshit. UNC goes on a run. Right. God forbid, Bancaro or something. Uh, who knows? Who knows what the fuck could happen? I think UNC is probably the only answer, though, right? Yeah. That no, might yeah. take 100%, it. I think so. 100%. Yeah. Nobody else in there. I have any interest in backing in in the ACC. ACC is pretty fucking weak this year, to tell you the truth. Past Duke and UNC, honestly, yeah. Pretty much. Uh, UNC plays Notre Dame tonight. You, uh, yeah. you have some thoughts on that one. Um, important, important stipulation, though, partner, as far as this is concerned, if teams tie, the winner goes to whoever is the number one seed in the conference tournament. Uh, so if you got a tire and your team isn't the one that ends up being the number one seed, which uh, there's some tiebreakers along with that, but... Wowza. Important stipulation there. Wow. Because uh, there'll probably be some ties. Uh, yeah. AAC, Houston and Memphis, both one plus 195. Mm-hmm. Wichita State plus 650. SMU, Central Florida plus 750. Um, Just because I'm going to stick firm with my guys and I'm taking the penny, taking the penny hard away. I took the heart away, that penny heart away. Uh, shout out. I don't know who the fuck sings that song, but that's a fucking <laughs> banger of a song. Uh, it's called Hardaway. Uh, it's that's a banger of a song. I believe in Memphis, dude. I yeah, believe. Memphis, okay. I believe in Penny Hardaway, senior and junior. I believe in what they got going on on the defensive side of the ball. I think they just scuffled a little bit at the beginning of the year. There were some fucking senior guys causing some bullshit in the locker room. 
Hardaway Sr. came out, went to the Athletics, said, hey, drop this shit. These boys are the type of cocky motherfuckers that are going to see this come out right away. Put them all in their damn place, and they haven't looked back since. They beat, yeah. uh, they beat uh, was it Wichita State? It was Wichita State. Yeah, bad, it was Wichita right? State. They beat them by 20 points as two-and-a-half-point dogs, cashed both yeah. of those tickets, took them on the money line and two-and-a-half. So I would say plus 195 at Memphis. Houston is playing sick, but they just I dropped, like Houston, a, uh, they just dropped a, a big game, though. They, uh, they just lost, and we'll see. Could be another potential letdown spot here with them tonight against USF. Uh, the Bulls, your Bulls, uh, shout out three quarters. <laughs> uh, the Bulls um, actually was just a failed cover. They didn't lose uh, 66 to 61 against Temple, but that's Temple, man. Like Temple ain't fucking shit whatsoever. Well, Memphis did the same thing to Tulsa last night, though. Same, they only beat them by three. So yeah, I like Houston hey, though, but I don't disagree yeah. with what you're saying. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna rock with Memphis just because I, I believe in the Hardaway. I, I I take the Hardaway in my whole life, so I'm gonna take the Hardaway here with the Memphis Tigers. <laughs> All right, another important one because there's actually a really, really, really important matchup tonight on this one, partner. The Big really East, really cute, really cute, motherfuckers, really, really, really important. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on one today, son. Come on, what you got? The Big Come East. On. There's a big matchup tonight, uh, partner. Villanova and Creighton, right? Yep. Uh, and Villanova's about ten point favorite. Creighton knocked yep. him off already once Why? this year. Why? That pisses me off. I want Creighton Villanova. so bad, but I can't do it. I know. I if, want Creighton so tonight. If I want you Creighton are in love with Creighton and you think they're going to win, Creighton is plus 950 to win the conference. Villanova yeah. is plus, or minus 105. Excuse me. Fuck that. You know where I'm going. You know I where think, I'm going. Give me Cooley and the boys. Providence plus 650. They're winning the Big East. Okay. They okay. took just a little scuffle against Marquette. It is what it is. So what? Marquette's fucking... Even with Marquette beating them last night, Marquette is still 21,000. That is 210 to 1 compared to Providence's 6.5 to 1, my friends. I'm going to continue to stick with Providence. Maybe even a little sprinkle on Hell in a Cell. Xavier's look damn good, too. I think there might be a couple sprinkles, and if you get either one of the teams, you could have some profit there. I mean, there's uh, Villanova. I like Villanova, but, I mean, there's no value at minus 105, first of all. But Providence plus 650, UConn plus 650, uh, Xavier 700, and Creighton 950, Seton Hall plus 1,000. All of those teams have some value in my eyes. Yeah, dude. I mean, every every team – the Big East is so fucking stacked. Every team in the Big East is inside the top 100 in AOE and ADE yeah. per Ken Palm, except Butler, they're outside of the top 100 in AOE, and Georgetown is outside of the top 100 in ADE. So uh, outside of that, the Big East is fucking stacked, man. I love St. John's. You know me and St. John's. They have yet to play a Big East game. So they got one tonight. That's yeah, exactly, and that's that's uh, it's against DePaul, and DePaul's a fucking wagon. So I'm really interested to see what happens there. Um, but St. John's plus three thousand, thirty to one. It's a little bit of a look there, hey, man, I, with them not playing anything, especially with Marquette being one and three, getting their first win last sure. night. Seton, oh, Hall, no, hey, Seton, I, Seton Hall one and two, bunch of one and ones. I mean, Providence three and one, taking care of business. Like, forget about it. But Villanova two and one, Creighton two and zero. Oh. I mean, St. John's without playing a Big East game yet. If they come out and rock to Paul, <laughs> hey. I mean, sh- you might see that in my bet slip, but you also okay. might see Providence and uh, Helen Excel Xavier basketball on there as well. Hell of a That's conversation here with Big East. Yeah. I like it. Big East. Is, I thought, Big East is an interesting one. Yeah, Honestly, sure. the Big 12 two partner. Um, Baylor, Kansas, Texas, Texas Tech, Iowa State. Um, Baylor and Kansas both plus 170. Baylor, I think is ba- Baylor is potentially the number one team in the country. They've been looking. They've been looking mortal though. Mortal uh, as far as the so far in the Big 12 having some. 
closer games with Iowa State and Oklahoma last night. Ended up winning by 10, I think, last night, but it looked like a lot closer of a game. Any value there? Baylor, Kansas, plus 170 each. Texas, 390. Texas Tech, plus 950. You know how I feel about Texas Tech. No and Iowa State, plus shit. 1,200. That's kind of where I'm beating the drum after. Oh, <laughs> well, look at uh, Texas Tech's got better odds than Iowa State does. Yeah, it is also I didn't look at that until also, right now, but Texas uh, also, Iowa State yeah, plus yeah, 1,200. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think Iowa State just wins here early in the season, and then they lose later mm-hmm. on in the season come uh, February, March. But, um, <laughs> partner, I'm going to say it. Chris Beard's boys are starting to look really fucking scary, and Texas under the radar three, somehow. Uh, under the radar. Marcus Carr, dude, I— he played for Maryland last year, right? Or mm-hmm. no, Minnesota. Minnesota it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Minnesota. Minnesota yeah. And was a fucking baller. I watched Texas last night just fucking around. Like, ah, Texas, whatever. Who gives a damn? Or two nights ago, whatever the hell it was. I don't remember. And I see Marcus Carr out there running around fucking dipping, diving, dodging, ducking, diving every which way. And one, everything you could imagine. Same fucking player he was at Minnesota. Now he's just playing for Chris Beard at Texas. They have guys who rank nationally all across their lineup inside the top 200, 300, 100 in all types of major Ken Palm statistical categories. Dude, Chris Beard is only yet but getting started. You get these the, the kids back in off of Christmas, New Year's break. 30th in the nation per Ken Palm in home court advantage. I have a hard time seeing that uh, that this fucking Texas team is not going to damn near run the table in the Big 12 because right now they are they're two they already and got oh. a couple wins they're two yeah. and zero oh. so yeah shit dude I, I have a big time or a hard time not see not seeing them I run like the it. table I, I, could, love I, I, I love them they were rated really high and I think they lost a couple random games early and now you know kind of fell off the radar Dang. like I said yeah I, I don't hate and to, it and to have fucking the 24th uh, AD ADE and ninth or uh, I'm sorry, 24th AOE and 9th ADE, and then run your team at a 355th adjusted tempo, that's uncanny. That's uncanny. You're that efficient, and all you do is just slow, nice, easy. You never see that. I mean, that's that's the the benefit of their head coach uh, you know, switching teams within the same conference. Yeah, for give me a fucking break. Brings all of his knowledge (sighs) from Texas Tech just to Texas. Like, come on. Give me Chris Beard and the boys. Give me Chris Beard and the boys, plus 390. I love it. I love it. I I think they're better than Kansas. I I'm not. I I like that value. I I just think Baylor's really good. I, I'm not saying you're wrong. I just Baylor is kind of what's hey, hesitating hey, me. Hey, pause. Hell of a fucking sidebar today, partner. Big fan. What you got going on here today? All right, any of these conferences, <laughs> I, there's one more big conference that I want to talk about. There's yeah, yeah, all yeah. I see as far as some smaller ones that are listed here. I'm surprised they don't have a ten on here, but. Um, we can damn near go through the rest of them. There's not that many more. Conference USA is one. Um, we don't talk it. We do. You talk about a little like bit about CUSA. these. UAB I, plus one fifteen. I talk 115. a lot about CUSA. Um, UAB plus one fifteen. Louisiana Tech two eighty, and I'll then it drops what. down to North Texas six hundred. Western Kentucky seven fifty. I tell you what, because of um, like the weird the weird split in uh, the East and West, the because because CUSA is so damn big. They got the East and West, yeah, yeah, and they yeah, got yeah. like seven or eight teams in each of them. Um, UNT's undefeated in conference play. I really like them. I'm going to keep an eye on them at plus 600. They're, they're really interesting. I probably won't lock it in, but they're really interesting. They're a damn good team. But who I am really interested in is this Louisiana Tech team. 
Um, I think they're getting a little undervalued. They have a squad and a half. They just handled Marshall with their fucking eyes closed. They they came out the next game, kind of struggled. I can't remember who they played in their very next game. I can click over to it. They beat Western um, Kentucky by a one this past oh, they Saturday. If that's beat what you're WKU. Yeah, they didn't cover. I took them at minus six and they didn't cover. So maybe that minus six, partner, we're on to something there. Maybe that is a uh, fatal fatal number to uh, to to utilize there. But couple key reasons as to why I say what I'm saying. Louisiana Tech, um, they're top five in the entire conference in almost every single offense and defensive statistical category. They're, they're absolutely electric, even better on defense. Why I say UNT, they're number one in almost every single statistical really? category in, this, in Conference USA. I love them. They got Tyler Perry. Uh, he's a junior. And Thomas Bell, he's a senior. Um, those two guys are lighting it up across the board, can attack the glass as well. Man, oh, this fucking UNT team solid as hell. The West is usually a little bit more dominant than what the East will be. I'm actually surprised um, that Marshall is not kind of keeping pace with Western Kentucky. They've kind of, uh, those would be the only two teams out of the East that I typically would back, but typically I look West, and if I'm looking West, UNT, honestly, the more I talk about it, UNT would probably be number one. Okay. And then and then I like Louisiana Tech as well. I, I just don't know if UNT is big enough to to battle Louisiana Tech because Louisiana Tech's got some big boys. Yeah. Ooh, they got some big boys. But I digress. That That's where my thoughts would be. Okay. Uh, okay, a couple more smaller ones. We actually, eh, I guess we talk about a little bit. Mountain West, Colorado State plus You're going to skip over Maxion? Oh, I was going to go back. I was going to go back. I was just saying, we'll tell you, yeah, we'll talk a little bit about that one. Because I, I uh, think there's a little bit of value there. Well, let's stick there then. Mac, Ohio plus 170. Any, uh, they just got that win over Akron, kind of separated them a little there. You think Ohio's uh, yeah. going to take it? Yeah, Ohio's going to take it. Ohio's the same team they were last year. We were expecting um, some regression from them, honestly, and we just have not saw, seen it. I, I, I mean, at least I was. I was expecting to see some bullshit yeah. from them, and we didn't. And Akron being undefeated at home, um, getting clapped as favorites that uh, last night. That just, I don't know. So yeah, I think there's a little bit of value plus 170 Ohio Bobcats. I think that's worth a uh, worth a definite sprinkle for sure. Okay, okay, yeah, I don't hate that at all. Um, Toledo plus 500. I don't like the value there. If it was a little, nah, a little bit higher, really, I might be. Uh, no other team is really standing out in the MAC right now. Because I think maybe, anybody could beat anybody, but it's yeah. really more of a how long are you going to go on a roll? Really, Eastern Michigan is a damn good team, but they need to get their shit together. They're plus 11,000. If they get their shit together, that is worth uh, ain't worth nothing. Eastern Michigan played a damn good game last night against wow. uh, Western Michigan last night. Okay. So they're then they're a good team. They got some names. They got some brand names on that team. So uh, maybe, maybe we'll see. But I, I would stick with Ohio for the time being. Any interest in Mountain West here? I mean, we we I feel like we pick off these teams in certain spots on the spread every once in a while. But it's pretty muddy right now, honestly. It is. Colorado State plus one thirty five. San Diego State plus two ninety. Utah State plus seven hundred. Boise State nine hundred. Nevada eleven hundred. Honestly, none of them, man. Nevada has shown me a little bit, but not enough to back there. Utah State, maybe if they get rocking and rolling here. Let's see. There's a there's a couple. Uh, Utah State's inside the Utah top 100. Utah State there's was good points. early for a while. Yeah, yeah. and then they kind of started scuffling. Um, they're about Colorado the State's ranked team. right now. Yeah, yeah. Colorado State solid. They're eleven and zero. Jeez, I didn't know they were eleven. Yeah, Colorado State. They had a solid ass win last night. I don't know if they covered or not last night, but they had a solid ass win last night. Um, the Air Force by eight. I think it was a lot bigger spread than that, right? Yeah, it was like sixteen and a half. So they didn't cover. Um, Air Force has been sneaky as shit, though. We all know that. Mm-hmm. 
Either way, though, the only thing that would give me pause or the only team that I would say would give Colorado State a run for their money at this juncture would be, well, two, I guess, either San Diego State or Boise State, both pretty much identical offensively, but they have the defense. They both have the best defenses in the conference. Sixth for San Diego State in ADE and 18th for Boise State in ADE per Ken Palm. So if I'm looking anywhere, anybody to give them a run for their money because Shit, Colorado State's the best AOE by 60, 70 points in the entire conference. So you got to have good defense to give them a run for their money. So it's either one of those. You want the more value, Boise State plus 900. They have looked damn good in certain spots. I mean, they're 1-0 in conference play, but so is San Diego State. So plus 290. You want a little double sprinkle? Hey, go right ahead. Do 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 whatever you uh, so well please. I might I might do a little bit of both. See, we said there no no damn value, hey, but there you go. There might be a little bit of value there. I love talking this shit out, man. Yeah, I, I like this a lot. So I do I, honestly. That's what I say. I love this conversation. We if we say eh, nothing there, but. Yeah, dude, I, I like I said the other right day, January comes, the college bowl season leaves. It is college basketball. Uh, Pac-12, though, two big boys, plus 130 for Arizona, plus 140 for UCLA. USC, plus 440, though, and then it's a big old drop-off. We've talked about Oregon's, Oregon's finding their water a little bit, treading some water, but as far as this Whatever. conversation, I don't think uh, I don't think they're uh, in this conversation. Nah, nah, nah. They're, I mean, they're still inside the top 100, but uh, Three yeah, top they're... 10 teams, though. <laughs> Boy, I'm telling you, falls off a cliff. Um, you know, honestly, dude, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking say it. I'm gonna fucking say it. And this is not me copying anybody. I've been, I've been kicking around for a while because I know somebody else pretty big saying it. Freaking uh, El Prez, Portnoy said it. But Arizona wins the national championship this year. Mm. 20, 22 to one, 21 to one odds. It was at twenty six to one odds, and it's now down to twenty one to one odds. I, damn, are they a good fucking team? Are they a good fucking team? And they have made it so many times right to the mountaintop, to the 16, the Elite Eight, whatever. you. I mean, so many times. And last year was UCLA's year to make that little bit of run. Mick Cronin's boys. I, I, think, I think UCLA's a Final Four team again this year. I really do think they are. I just think they played shit. So at the value you're getting, if you think that Arizona wins the, uh, the Pac-12, then what I would say is just fuck all that nonsense together. Just take them to win the national championship. Plus 2,100. Go get wild. Plus 2,100. It was at 2,600 a little while ago. I mean, they're just, they're such a damn wagon, dude. And with that value that you're getting on them right now, it's just, it's hard for me not to lock that in. It It just is. It just is. I, I don't disagree. I just I don't know that I share the same opinion as far as loving them that much. I totally I think I actually might uh, say U, UCLA is gonna you know go not go as deep as uh, I think they're really good. I just don't uh, I don't know. I, I we haven't seen them too much. They've had a lot of these COVID issues. Kansas. Know, may, okay. Okay. Here's everybody in front of Arizona. Well, let me and finish Pac-12. Okay. Let me finish Pac-12 because I'm interested in USC as a top 10 team in the country. Not because they're a top 10 team. I just think they're rightfully so a top 10 team. And I think they're damn, damn good. And I like the value there at plus 440. But please continue. Uh, yeah, hey, I I don't disagree with you on that spot. But, okay, obviously the Zags. What the fuck ever. I, I could, okay, good. It's not the same Gonzaga team that it has been wonderful. Whoopee. Baylor, I don't smell a repeat. Purdue can be knocked off by Rutgers and Wisconsin, so not a title team. Duke, 
damn good. Okay, I'll give it to you. But mm, okay, they're the exact same mods as Baylor Purdue. Coach K Farewell. I think it's gonna be eh, gave me a break with Coach K Farewell tour. I don't care about that. Kansas has looked really solid, but I don't know against some of this higher level competition. I haven't seen that extra gear. Yeah, if they're really gonna be able to kick it in. Yeah, for sure. UCLA. Love them to go deep, but I don't know that they're going to be in the Natty Championship again. And then you bump into Arizona. After Arizona, UK, Blue Blood, Kentucky, Villanova, Auburn, Michigan, Texas, Alabama, Ohio State. I, 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 I wish we knew what Illinois fucking odds were, man. That yeah, I, yeah. I'm sure they'd probably be right around two thousand. I probably imagine. bet on. I probably bet on them. I would too. Man. I bet on because it was a, being a you know. You know, I think Arizona and U of I would probably be my two because I think U of okay. I. I think U of I getting through the round of 32 last year. It, what they got? They got to this. No, they got. They to the lost round of in the second round to got, freaking Loyola, dude. That's yeah, right. They, they got to the round of 32 and got bounced. That's right. So after that, man, it's damn near the same freaking team. So, yeah, just take off Io, obviously. But yeah, I, yeah. I but sometimes they would get stagnant, and you know he would control the ball a little too much, and it wouldn't. You know, obviously they're better when he's there. But I mean, my biggest thing as far as taking one of these guys outside of the top three or four odds as far as the championship is that a I don't think I think Gonzaga's really good, and so is Baylor. I just don't think either of those two teams are as good as they were last year, and so I think. I don't. I don't hate your Arizona pick at plus twenty one hundred. That's not quite where I would go. Because if Arizona was winning the Pac twelve, they would be minus money, right? Like if they were just going to run away with the Pac twelve, sure. like I think they would be minus money. So that's kind of where my head's at. But I, I like. Oh, I, I agree with uh, your rationale there, hundred yeah. percent. I like. I like where USC's at. I, I, shit, USC's not a bad. I was going to say may, basically what I'm saying. It might be worth a couple sprinkles at some of these like plus three thousand, plus four thousand, like. Auburn plus 3,000. Auburn is freaking good, man. I, you know me, Tennessee, Alabama, if they can get, uh, you know, a few things straightened up consistency-wise. I guess neutral floors, uh, you know, a little bit of a question mark. But I don't know, man. Some of the, there might be worth a couple sprinkles down here, all the way down here. LSU plus 5,000. I, I could see an SEC team being a dark horse. Hey, coming out of nowhere, I'm telling you. We'll, uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I like Arizona Natty Champs because I've liked them the past few years, and they just haven't gotten over the hump. I think this yeah. year they get over the hump. They they look damn good. Okay, uh, two more looks like here. What do you got over there? Uh, uh, two more. I see. Oh yeah, sorry. Two more. Well, one of them's uh the West Coast Conference. Gonzaga's minus twenty two hundred. So that, that is one's... a good point. Fuck it. Never mind. <laughs> I wish twenty two. I wish they had yeah, some odds maybe. like who's gonna finish second because that would actually be a pretty damn good conversation. Because uh, yeah, let know, me two, bet through, two like... thousand two hundred dollars just to win a hundred bucks. Sounds <laughs> yeah, no great. Thanks. No thanks. Uh, probably a lock though, but no thanks. Probably a lock. Um, SEC, I just mentioned. Need, you know what? The, fuck that. The, them assholes need to move somewhere else. They yeah. need to go to the Big East. You know what? If they, oh, Pac-12. If, if they weren't on the opposite side of the globe, because I think they would fucking still run the Pac-12. Like, if they weren't on the opposite side of the globe, the Big East would be just a great or spot. Or even the freaking Mountain West move up a tiny bit. I don't know. Nah, no, yeah, maybe not that. Maybe that's a dumb move. That's a dumb move, but that's at least a little maybe bit. Maybe the Pac twelve. Maybe the Pac twelve. They just need to get out of the WCC. It's such bullshit. Okay, SEC. Yeah, what do you got? SEC Auburn plus one sixty five. As much as I like them, I don't think that's great value on a future like that. Alabama plus four fifty. Kentucky five hundred. LSU eight fifty. And Tennessee one thousand. And Mississippi State plus twelve hundred. They're a sneaky team. Florida fourteen hundred. 
Oh, boy. The SEC, you know, the two big powerhouses, ACC and SEC, are pretty muddy this year Um, so far as things are going. I really like LSU. That defense, man, just looks damn good. And especially after dropping down to uh, Kentucky last night, it's to start the second half and then battling back. I yeah. mean, for, uh, for crying out loud, Will Wade was losing his mind. It, it, it. I don't know. I, I just see LSU at least having having su- some success in the regular season. They're one and one right now, so the team to compete with obviously is going to be Auburn. But I, I just feel like LSU has has everything that it takes to be able to compete with Auburn. So yeah, I like at the, the value you're getting I, plus eight fifty, shit, give me the Tigers. Go Tigers! I like LSU and Tennessee. Honestly, uh, Tennessee starting off zero one obviously is a, you know a little bit of a hole, but. Both those teams are like top three ADE teams in the country, man. Those teams, those teams can lock you down. I do like LSU a little bit more, I think, because they can actually, you know, they're a little more consistently on offense. I think LSU might be worth a sprinkle there. Yeah, most definitely. You're uh, you're a little bit of a homer for them uh, Tennessee boys here this year, aren't you? Yeah, I don't know. I like a lot of these SEC teams, man. Uh, yeah, you're an SEC guy. You liked a lot of SEC guys last year too. You're big SEC better. This is what yeah, I've yeah, last what couple I've of, no in. yeah last couple of years I don't know Nate Oates coming in uh must bus uh, I hope yeah. Arkansas can I mean, turn it was around sick last year yeah this year it's just not it's not uh, packing the punts that it was I mean everybody's inside the top 100 on most both sides of the ball but pff, it's not the same deal so all right well there you go there you have it our thoughts uh, projections conference winners uh, I usually don't like to talk about them but I'm a big fan when uh, we go to uh, college basketball time these are these are fun I know a lot about uh, what's going on on the court so I can speak educatedly about them and not like a total doofus out of the corners of my brain well there you go <laughs> uh, outside of that any uh, anything else you got on your end of the world Max as far as sidebar, I mean, are we trying to lay down our uh, fire stories? That's all. Uh, that's where that's I was all. going. That's where I was going next. So I get it out of the way. All right. So this was. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. Breaking news. Uh, breaking ahead. news. Tiny bit of breaking news. Joe Burrow uh, doesn't look like he's going to play this Sunday. If they uh, they're in danger of losing, they could drop down to the fourth seed. I do believe. Uh, which is, uh, I think they're three seed right now. If they won, they had a chance to jump up. So uh, I don't know, man. Could be interesting. No Baker, no Joe Burrow, no Joe Mixon. Yeah, I don't know if it matters all too much for uh, for their like their seeding. Like if regardless of like what position they get, like either way, it's going to be a tough matchup for. Them. Oh yeah, hundred percent. As far as that is concerned, hundred percent. If they lose, they would probably drop back to four. But you're totally right about that. Hundred percent. So. There you go. There you have it. Thanks for late-breaking uh, Joe Bruno's well, there, dude. Actually, I kind of disagree. If they jump back to four, they might have to play the Patriots first round as opposed to Colts Charger. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might matter. Okay. Well, Anyways. there you go. There you have it. So uh, we'll talk about that uh, later on in the week, uh, Thursday, Friday, a little NFL, more NFL action, maybe even on Saturday. Who knows exactly what happens there. We'll talk about that um, outside of the show. Uh, but fire story. <laughs> So, allegedly, 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 huh? This was when uh, we were seniors in high school, or not in high school, in uh, college at uh, Illinois State. This was uh, summertime. Had uh, just moved into a house. First time I had a house on campus, uh, all all to myself. Like not like a frat house or anything. Like mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. we fully rented out a house. Uh, four guys, me plus three other dudes, absolute blast. Um, that we called it the cherry trap. I mean, it was it was it was an absolute I'm blast. One, 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 the cherry trap is fucking <laughs> legendary. Everybody knows about it. If you went to ISU, hashtag rollbers. Um, one of the best years ever. But we about didn't have that year, thanks to yours truly, uh, to start the beginning of the year. 
Um, we were, uh, it was me, the young lady I was dating at the time, and um, one of the roommates, RJ. And we were hanging out, and I was like, hey, I'll grill out for all of us. I'll make some steaks. You know me, Chef Colt, do what I do. Let me get the grill fired up. And hey, while the grill's heating up, I'm gonna, we'll go outside. We'll uh, be in the back. We'll build a little bit of a fire, get everything rocking and rolling. Young lady will take care of some of the prepping and stuff that I need. I'll come back in, grab the shit, hit the grill. We're ready to rock and roll, all right? So we're out in the back building this fire. And all of a sudden, a young lady who I was uh, acquainted with at the time comes out, and, and she goes, hey, there's a fire. And I go, yeah, no shit. We're we're building the fire here. Yeah, no, no, no shit, smartass. Like I thought she was just being smart, like a smartass on some shit. It's like no, like the grill's on fire. And again, it clicked in my head, like stop being a smartass. Like yeah, no shit. There's fire <laughs> inside of grill. I I understand what you're saying. It's like no, seriously, the grill is on fire. And I was like, all right, what the fuck's going on? So. We're in the backyard. I walk all the way through the house to the front yard where the grill is. And this old-ass grill wasn't my grill. The grill was there. I just had a new propane tank. Mm-hmm. Put the propane tank on there, and this old-ass holder, the clips were so bent out that it just barely rest on there. Breeze had come by. The propane tank had tipped over off of this thing. The inlet hose that goes into the fucking grill itself had ripped out of the grill. And here I have said propane tank rolling around on the deck <laughs> with the fucking outlet hose flailing like some shit you seen out of a fucking movie with a fucking flame just shooting out of the son of a bitch. And I'm thinking, well, the fuck do we do here? I mean, I got fire shooting at me, shooting at the street, shooting at me, shooting at the street. What the fuck do I do? So all I can think in my head is if I turn this thing off, it is going to suck that flame back in there and we are going to blow the fuck up. Like, this is it. This is a wrap. This is this is how I kill myself. This is how I did it. What the fuck, Colton? What have you done? <laughs> I said, you know what? I got to bite the bullet. We can't just let this thing sit. I mean, it's going to burn for days and hours and months and weeks and years. This is a full propane tank. I go over there and I said, I'm going to fucking turn this thing off as quick as I possibly fucking can. And I had a, uh, I had a towel with me just to cover it, to just uh, choke it out. Choked it out, turned it off as fast as I possibly fucking could. Let it sit there for a minute. Didn't blow up. Obviously, I still sit here. Okay. House didn't ca- catch on fire. Fire started to kind of go in the backyard. <laughs> Thank God we got back to that bad boy at the same time. But first week, we were in the damn apartment trying to have a little uh, little small, not even a big housewarming party. It was literally three people housewarming party. And your boy about burnt down the entire cherry trap apartment. 201 yeah. East Cherry Street. Shot at whoever lives in that apartment now. Uh, my apologies, Ahmad. Uh we fucked your place up, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, we had some fun well, at that place. Uh, but that, I digress. My did you live there story. for two years? Just one. Okay. Just one. We knew the guys that lived there the year before, but then those jag of fucking loons, we let uh, we let some. Well, I was going to tell a dumber story as far as like, because I was thinking, like, what was the spot where it was like graduation week and I was over there when we had a fire and then you guys just oh, popped fuck. the old- Oh fuck yeah, that was the same spot. Table. That was the same spot. That was fucking. That's another fire story. We fucking, we were all fucked up, and we just. Oh yeah. Well, like, last this, week this it was like graduation. Yeah, senior year. Th- yeah, this one, this one's a little shorter. I won't go deep into this one, but 
We were all epic. fucked up. We were in the doggone backyard. We are having a fire. It was graduation weekend. All the guys, the gals, getting back together one last time. Bunch of guys sitting up on the roof. We all love sitting up on the roof and oh, drinking. Yeah. It just complete reckless shit. So I go, I, I had a cooler outside, and I was going to refill my cooler, and I walk in, and one of the roommates stops me. There was door into the garage, garage door into the house. He stops me at the door from outside into the garage, looks at me plastered. Go. Danny, who was one of our other roommates, Danny told me to come out here and ask you and tell you that we had a conversation about burning the kitchen table, but since you're the most responsible one here, can we burn the kitchen table? I said, fuck it, dude. Let's have a fucking blast because I'm equally as fucked up in this point in time. So out of my hand goes the cooler. Into the house I go with Dave. Me, Danny, Dave drag said kitchen table outside in front of everybody. Everybody's like, what the fuck are these guys doing? We said, we're burning the kitchen table. <laughs> Over the top of the fire it goes. And I mean, a fucking bonfire outside. You just... And pop, I mean, plop the kitchen table and over. And I'm, and I'm talking about it's a full ass kitchen table. Like it's a six and a half foot by three foot kitchen table. Like it is a fucking beast. Oh and mind gosh. you, we're not out in the middle of bumfuck nowhere. Oh, we no. are live in prime nice time on one of the busiest streets yeah. in all of normal <laughs> Illinois. And we have probably this whole thing. the the busiest street. And I mean, this the whole wide. backyard is fucking covered in trees. And we just got this thing just. I remember, I remember this one tree kind of like hanging down, probably about. Yeah, obviously, you know, like five feet above where the tips of this fire is going. We look up, it's like, oh, that, that tree's pretty that tree's close. on there. fire, ain't it? Oh, shit, we better. Oh, shit, it doesn't I'm have the, any leaves anymore. I'm, what the fuck happened? As messed up as we were, I will never forget that sight of just a bonfire and then just a kitchen table. Just placed. kitchen table okay. coming right out, just dropping right on top of it. Oh, my gosh. And it's it's always the best when it rolls around because we all have time hops or, like, Snapchat yeah. memories or whatever, and all the guys always blast it back in the group chats. It always fucking oh kills me. Double uh, fire story from your boy. A little bit extra windy, but there you go. Never stop a good okay. conversation. Country Thunder, last rabbit hole of the not, day. So not me. Not my doing. I, it could have been bad. I did not really – I had no reaction to this. So – you're familiar with the old, uh, a very, very entertaining game of old Hammerschlagen. Are you uh, oh, very a little familiar? Old. If you're not familiar, you got a big old Damn log. Uh-huh. Big old uh, uh-huh. empty, or, uh, you know, cutout log. Mm-hmm. And you get some nails. And, you know, the game is to you flip the hammer. And then without setting it, you try to whack the hammer. Mm-hmm. Sounds really stupid when I'm explaining that, but it's, it's really damn fun. It is especially a blast. When uh, you're, especially when you're shit-sticked. Absolute yeah. blast. 100%. Might, you know, pop your shin a little bit and you know, get a bruise the next day. Whatever. What the fuck ever? Casualties of war. Very fun game. I missed that game. But you take it up a notch. Uh, sometimes you put a little uh, you put a little gasoline on that log, get a little fire going. Not, a, not that, Actually, not that dangerous on the surface as far as when you're playing. But mm. myself, in this specific game, I was not uh-huh. quite involved in this specific game because I was mm. uh, recovering from an undiagnosed potential uh, concussion from the day before. Uh, I got a little oh. sc- Guard uh, to sport okay. that uh, right okay. up here. Got a yeah. little bop on the old noggin. I was, uh, yeah. you know, indisposed. Okay. Uh, indisposed in a way, you might say. Trying not to add more bullshit into the already fucked up body. I get you. I messed up my head. I messed up my head bad that day, the, too. The head or was the day noodles. Before. The head was noodles, <laughs> was and, you di- and you didn't I, need it uh, to, it's to like be like a five-year, six-year scar that I got rocking here. Ten-four. <laughs> so I'm sitting there, and, uh, you know, my, my, my friend, still good friend, He's got the. Uh, they say, "Hey, we need a little. We need a little more fire on this log, right?" 
Oh, and yeah. so he pops, he he grabs the old gas gas tank. And mind you, we've got a very, very large, uh, like three different campsites jammed together. We got a nice big horseshoe, big old group at this campsite. Awesome site. And we got some generators uh, around the uh, you know the old campers as well. Yeah, so nice big horseshoe. Sure. The hammer slog and log is in the middle. My buddy comes over with the old gas tank. Tries to hmm. just, you know, pour a little gas on the fire, right? Uh, eh, fire trails that, you know, little, um, you know, spout going right back up. He freaks out rightfully. Never <laughs> seen anything like that. He, instead of throwing <laughs> it away from the generators and the camp uh, campers, he throws it about, you know, four feet away from uh, one of the generators. About, uh, you know, about 12 feet from where I'm just sitting there. And I'm just, no, no, don't do that. Don't do that. And uh, but of course, me just uh, you know also still despite my uh, you know head uh, head noodle mopping, still a, noodle you know still sure. partaking in the festivities of course. So I'm uh-huh. uh, you know a little too casually just sitting there. But of course, everybody's screaming at our at our buddy, and uh, you know in my head I'm like oh we're we're, we're this is it. Uh, this is, Much this like is you said, this is it. This, this is, is it. This, that generator's right there. This is it. He runs over, grabs it. Still like, it still like flames in some spots, and he runs out to like the the pathway, the pathway of Country Thunder, like the you know the the go kart or not go kart, the golf cart way, and you know mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. It's gonna blow. Flings and we're just like, and everyone's just like, oh, oh gosh, and then just just nothing, just nothing, but just just launch. It's so long story short, I'm still here. Everyone's still yeah, here, but it was long. never will forget that. About th- four, not an exaggeration. Might have been closer. Might have been about two feet from this generator. And I'm just, no, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. And then he literally screams, it's going to blow! <laughs> so, that's, so that's why me uh, mentioning dousing gasoline on a fire brought yeah. that story right to your Because I, I just, yeah, he walks not. over, and I, can't, I, can't, I you know, you hear somebody, no, no! And then it just yeah. fire trails back into the, yeah. Yeah, like when they, if you if you ever want to like utilize a fuel to put on a fire, this is another quick PSA. Utilize diesel fuel. Diesel fuel is what you want to utilize. It burns at a much lower temperature. It's not as flammable. It's not as crazy. If you dump gas on a fire, it will. It is that classic, like it is yeah. that. That is what the fuck happens. And I mean, if you dump a full can of gasoline, like it, it will be a fire fucking yeah. ball. Like it will it light was, your ass up, was, boy. And mind you, there was, I mentioned, there was a lot of people there in our group, and a good chunk of them were very knowledgeable as far as the things that you were talking, had yeah, some diesel yeah. trucks. I imagine, I believe they sure. did have some of this. Uh, my buddy sure. was uh, not be one of those. coming than a stroking, buddy. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> but uh, yeah, about 90% of us were under 21, so everything was flashing before our eyes. It yeah, was, yeah, it was yeah. not good. A lot, lot, lot of bad shit happened there. Yeah, I remember those uh, Country Thunder escapades for you and the boys uh, during A couple uh, years for me. During yeah. ISU. Those were uh, those some fun times. Fun times. Never made it out there, but uh, Four definitely days. won't make it out there now. Fuck all that nonsense. Four days at the time was, even at 19, 20 years old, four days was, was too much. I cannot imagine more than one day there now, dude. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, no. Honestly, yeah. I couldn't imagine one day at a festival right now. Like I'm just no. like uh, one, man, one evening you, or one afternoon, one hundred percent. You can barely get me off my couch far enough to go roll another joint and come back down and continue to watch the same <laughs> damn game. You want me to go all the way to fuck out to some forest and rock out to some? Come on, come on. Come Not on, to mention I, both I, times I went, it was a solid, either a solid hundred degrees or thunderstorms. So yeah, you know. Yeah, absolute insanity. So there you go. You guys missed it. You came in late. If you came in late, you guys missed uh, the TTL Cruise uh, fire story. Shout out. 
Sportsbook consigliere Dave Sherapin, our guy. What's up, man? Uh, everybody else in here, appreciate the hell out of you guys. Uh, was just talking about how I almost burned down uh, first um, apartment, I or no, first house I ever rented on Illinois State's college campus. Also um, went into another fire story of how we uh, burnt our kitchen table on uh, graduation night at that exact same house. So almost burnt that house down twice. And then uh, Mags almost burnt down his entire campsite there at the old Country hey, Thunder. Me. Well, he didn't do it. His I buddy did it. it. Uh, hashtag, it's gonna blow! Gosh, uh, we, all, we all know the story now. So uh, shout out, fire stories for the DTL crew. You never put a cap on good conversation. No. You never stop good conversation. Oh, look yeah, at him. Them look Knicks. at him. There look you at go. him. There he is. Is. <laughs> we talked about you earlier on in the show, Keith. I said, I said, hey, fucking Keith, flip the bird right back to them dice. And the dice said, all right, no we're going to rock. And no sweat whatsoever for you, my friend. Easy cash money taking over the 9-9 into 5,000 all day long. New York Knicks, easy money. Um, yeah, we, uh, well, not we, the, the money line dice. <laughs> not us, not us. The money line dice are really fucked up on that one. Uh, there you go. There you have it. Um, partner. That seems like the second half of the show, dude. Any uh, late-breaking news? Anything else you got before I dish out some motivation minutes here? Uh, Cowboys Michael Parsons is now in COVID protocol. Ooh, um, damn. Nah, they got some. Uh, they can move around seating. They're at least they're obviously locked into their division, but they can. I think they can still be either two, three, or four, if I'm not mistaken. Um, that's it for NFL. Damian Lillard out at least three more games. Uh, mm. D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns expected to play tonight for the uh, Timberwolves. Cat back. Cat is back. There you go. There you have it. All right. Thanks for the updates, partner. Um, yeah, be uh, be sure to stay tuned um, on the Action app. I'm at cash underscore with underscore Colt. Riley is at rmags in all caps. You can follow the daily best bets at Talking the Line. You can follow the Talking the Line board on the Chalkboard app, downloadable on the App Store, not on Google Play yet, but soon, or follow them on Twitter at the Chalkboard HQ app. Damn, I'm getting good at this. Or just go to TalkingTheLine.com, today's best bets tab. You'll see all of our best bets. You can actually bet on our bets right from our website or even look at live lines and odds from your favorite sports book and hammer men right there there you go there you have it uh mention that because you might see us put in those conference winners we talked about just a little bit while ago uh for college basketball but i digress in that department uh one final thing from me song of the day you want uh, i've been getting in uh getting back into okay. some r&b some jazz uh yeah. just some shit i've been I've been jamming. Sometimes I get on these kicks, man, and uh, soon before you know it, I'll be back into the blues. I'll have some blues songs for you. But we got uh, Breezin by George Benson, circa 1976, right. uh, song of the day. I tweeted it out, uh, was jamming to it today. I said, damn. Yeah. The, 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 the kind followers that I have need to know about the vibes yeah. that I'm currently ingesting right now and need to have the opportunity to ingest them themselves. So that's the song of the day, Breezin by George Benson. Last uh, little bit from me. Any last little bit from you, partner, before we uh, motivation minute out? I might have to join you on that kick, dude. You had me. What was that over the summer? I'm blanking on like the jazz genre that you had. The, uh, the jazz oh, genre that you had. Whiskey Blues? Whiskey blues, yeah. Or sorry, not jazz blues genre. There you go. Oh, hearty woman. <laughs> hey, man. Stop dreaming me wrong. That was our like shit, a, bro. That was our shit. It's jams, dude. It's <laughs> it jams. So good background good. noise. Yeah, there you go. Can say what a jam. Yeah, let's go, George Benson. Old school as hell. I know. Hey, we're old souls. We told you we're old hey. souls, can sig. We ain't lying to you. But yeah, that uh, shit, some of that whiskey blues. That so song, I'm too. I'm to jump on you um, on, the, on the old uh, R&B trend right now. What the hell? It's it's called uh, Cold Hearted Woman. Um, 
Uh, it's something I something remember. band. Something something band. And that is a heater too. Cold-hearted woman. I mean, we, we'd just be, he'd be on one end of the studio, I'd be on the other. We'd walk in somewhere, I'd be like, cold-hearted woman. And every single time. Oh, oh, Matt Nagy. What a banger. Justin Fields is going to start on Sunday. I believe Kirk Cousins is also what's, out of COVID protocols. What, what's his client doing? What's this clown doing? Huh? Trying to save his damn job. You respect this man's job. Yeah, actually, he's probably going to be the head coach of the Chicago Bears next year, so everybody might <laughs> hey, as well just hey. fucking lock it. I saw some <laughs> rumor that uh, Pete Carroll is a perfect fit for you over there next year, dude, and I about <laughs> lost my lunch laughing on that one. So uh, whether it's Matt Nagy or Pete Carroll, I, uh, I'm not losing any sleep on my end of things. See, you see here. I'm wearing black today? I'm wearing <laughs> black because I'm, uh, I'm in mourning for the death of the Bears oh, organization. Geez. Because, dude, I talked about it yesterday. One final rabbit hole before motivation minutes. Uh, I talked about it yesterday. We need to get cooking and moving and grooving and shaking and baking on what's going on now. We have an entire offseason of implementing new shit. And we, oh, have Bears, a, yeah. we have a rookie quarterback that just learned a brand new system, and now he's going to have to learn an entirely Be new, careful, brand new dude. system. Uh, yeah, great, wonderful, <laughs> terrific. Let's go. Here we go. He needs to just go back to USC and leave the fucking NFL alone. Good yeah, because then all he's going to do is be, oh! The Chicago Bears are Montgomery, a grand, dude, are yeah. grand and pound team. I'll just bring my offensive style over there, and we'll just keep it moving and grooving. And then the Bears will fucking be two and the the first. They will become the first zero and eighteen team. The Lions are first. Oh well, well they they didn't go zero seventeen. No, they'll just be one. the same team that they they'll are. They'll just be every the year. same fucking team. Same fucking team. Either way, and and you know I'm getting sick and tired of it because they were on the secondary TV last week, and they've been on the secondary TV for the last five weeks. I'm tired of it, Bags. I want to be happy. I want to be happy like a Packers fan. But maybe not so happy very soon once you guys don't have Rodgers anymore. Uh, but <laughs> I digress. We'll see. There you go. We'll there see. you have it. Uh, NFL, fire stories, everything in between, <laughs> the wildness that is the second, second half. half of every episode of the TTL pod. Let's wrap it up here, kids. Uh, long show. Good show, though. You never put a cap on good conversation. Uh, they're starting to get longer about two hours. We always say take the fucking over. Uh, last segment of the day, my motivation minutes all right here we go here we have it um this one is uh i'm not gonna have anything really additional on this um three short questions um thought-provoking questions uh maybe a little bit of perspective on each of them but um just kind of rhetorical i can't take full credit from them they were from a speech i heard but i thought they were extremely powerful um and i thought that uh, you guys need to hear about them too and kind of uh think about applying them to your own life so three questions today and mind you this was um this was actually said by a man who had no arms and no legs and he asked these three questions to the crowd he was speaking to and he said my friends if you don't know the answers to those three questions, you are more handicapped than I. So that really hit me square in the fucking face. You see a guy who's waddling around, not to fucking laugh, with no legs and no arms, and he says something like that. It's gonna it after these questions, it's gonna it's gonna make you fucking stop. So I I, I couldn't believe it. So here you go, here you have it. Um, hit me kind of square in the face a couple of days ago, and finally found the opportunity to bring it to you guys. So number one. He asked, who are you and what is your value? Who are you and what is your value? When you look in that mirror, I've talked about it before. When you look in the mirror, are you comfortable with what you see? Can you honestly say the value you bring to this life? Can you say Colton Soroka is, Riley Magnuson is, John Smith is? Can you say that and are you comfortable with that? Can you comfortably say who you are or do others define you? 
Who are you and what is your value? What is your purpose in this life? Kind of goes hand in hand with value. What is your purpose? Why are you here? Are you just in the same monotonous trench, rut, disgusting, just same old BS every single day? And you can't say that you really have a purpose? If so, that's probably not good. Maybe we want to start working on some things here. Maybe start turning some things around. What is your purpose in life? Maybe that's the most important one here. What is your purpose in life? And question number three, what is your destiny when you're done here? What is your destiny when you're done here? When it's all said and done, when you've completed the little dash in the middle from the time you were on this earth to the time that you exited, that little dash in the middle, what is your destiny after all that is completed? Do you know the answer to that? Do you have a belief in that? Do you have a thought process behind that? And if you can't honestly, firmly, truly, with all your entire being, unquestionably answer all three of those questions without hesitation, I'm sorry, and this is going to cut some of you pretty fucking deep. You don't need to be in a relationship. You don't need to be worrying about trying to take care of somebody else. You probably shouldn't have children. I'm sorry, sorry if you're fucking 40, 50 years old and you can't answer it's a, it's a stone-cold truth. You, you probably shouldn't be trying to pretend like you're something that you're not on social media. You probably shouldn't be going out to VIP bottle service every fucking Saturday. You probably should get the fuck out of your parents' basement if you can't answer all three of those questions. Just some things that kind of uh, pop into the head, and I know they might cut deep. They might cut deep right into you, and I apologize for that, but maybe it's time you needed to hear them. So not a whole lot of additional perspective. Just a little bit of thought-provoking, a little bit of uh, maybe a time to wake up stupid uh, for the Wednesday Motivation Minutes here today. But the three questions I leave you with, I'll, I'll tell them to you one more time and wrap things up here today. Who are you and what is your value? What is your purpose in this life? And what is your destiny when you're done here? And that does it for my Motivation Minutes of the day. Great stuff, my dude. Great, great stuff. Again, we are at two hours, so I will not uh, add too many of my two cents. I mean, I don't know if I can add in much two cents on top of that, man, man. You nailed it on the head. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Appreciate mm. it. Officially, my motivation minutes. Okay, let's get out of here. Two hours long show. Second half. We get we get good conversation. Good ain't, ain't, no good reason, ain't no reason to cut off good conversation. So sometimes we just get a little extra wild. So there you go. There you have it. Episode number 195 of the TTL pod. Stay tuned uh, for tomorrow's episode number 196. We'll talk about everything uh, content-wise, rest of the week, what we're doing, yada, yada, yada. Stop by TalkingTheLine.com or the link tree in this episode's description for everything TTL crew and beyond. Outside of that, ladies and gentlemen, gamblers, bettors, everyone in between, far and wide. For myself and Mags, we hope you have a spectacular rest of your Wednesday, unless you have any other plans. Let's get the money train steaming on back down the tracks. Lock in all of our best bets of the day so you can stay right alongside with us at the end of every single show. Let's cash some tickets. <laughs>